Welcome back to Comtrack. <laughs> we are back again with the Marvel Movie of the Month with Mark. What's that, Mark? That's me! Yeah! And folks, if you want to just like skip ahead and be like, talk about the movie already, get started. There is, as always, there is a, uh, a timestamp in the comments or in the description below, so you can just run forward with that. But that said, blade okay so like i was wondering i, I had because uh, you know i was like trying to think what would be a really good spooky you know horror movie that's also a comic book marvel superhero movie and you know the the only person of course to go to is my man wesley snipes am i right of course um, oh without question dude. Oh, yeah. especially this era fuck yeah dude uh so i only actually i've only seen the first two and i only saw them about a day and a half ago back to back because i hadn't seen any of them i had to do my homework for this one um, oh wow yeah I, dude. Uh, that's really interesting yeah, yeah yeah uh i mean for some reason it just always kind of you know flew past my radar and i never really got to sit down and watch it but now i'm so glad that i did and i'm also really glad that i haven't watched blade trinity yet like the purity is still there <laughs> dude <laughs> yes. it's so bad it's <laughs> It like even as bad as you think it's going to be, it's baffling how bad it is because when you watch these two movies, they're a lot of fun. They're pretty well made. Yep. You know, I mean, not to say that they're flawless or anything like that, but Blade Trinity is like, ha what happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we'll there's a lot to unpack, but we can unpack it in two Octobers. Yes. Uh, well, we'll get. We'll definitely be back for next October for Blade Two, and then. You know, come 2022, we'll be back with Blade 3, which should be a very, a very interesting episode. I think, you know, that that's probably going to be our thing. Every October, we do a Blade movie. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, by 2023, uh, the new Blade reboot is going to be out for the MCU with, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, something Ali. I, I, I for, I've, I've been reading up on this forever, and I totally forgot his name. Um the new one, Mahershala Ali? That, yeah, that's it. Um, but, yeah, he's supposed to be, like, the new Blade. So, hopefully, by, you know, 2023, we'll see him as Blade by then, and we can do we can keep doing Blade every oct October. But that said, we're talking about here to talk about the 98 version, uh, the, the OG Blade, if you will. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah, so, like I said, I don't have a whole lot of it. but So, let's let's talk about your experience with it, Mark. So I Blade, I have a funny story with because I was too young to see it in theaters when it came out. Well, too young, like on a you have to be at least 17 to buy a ticket thing. Ah, so I got you. My parents are, were Blade. They weren't Blade fans, but they were Wesley Snipes fans. So <laughs> I always it, like in hindsight, I'm like, I wonder why they didn't want to go see this one with me. Mm -hmm. But maybe he had been doing bad movies around then. And I just didn't know because I was young. Anyway, I went. I repeatedly tried to see this movie in every place. It was like the one time where somebody was actually stopping me from buying a ticket underage, and it always cracked me up. But finally, I got. We went to one theater. It was the back in the day, Kings Island here in Cincinnati had a theater outside of the park, and my dad happened to find the run one person who was going to be cool about it. He like walked in. He's like, "I am paying for my son's ticket to see a movie that I am allowing him to see." Please let him go see this so I don't have to keep doing this. Practically announcing it to, like, all the people yeah. in line. <laughs> I, I, as his legal guardian here, bequeath you the power. You know what I mean? Like, he yep. was 
fucking knighting this dude in the middle of the showcase cinemas. Uh, but anyway, I, I finally went to see it, and I remember, you know, one of the uh, things about Blade One in particular is it has a really, really strong opening, and the overall the opening right. third is just. I think really good. So, uh, you know, to see that at a young age, I was like, this is the coolest movie I've ever seen. And I loved Wesley Snipes. So it was awesome. Totally. You know? <laughs> so <clears throat> you can imagine, you know, back then I really thought there's a couple things and I'll bring it up in this when it happens in the movie. There's a couple things that I'm like, no, oh, I don't think Marvel would do that now. It's like a little too clean these days. Yeah. But I, I love this era of, of what Marvel was doing because, you know, most people will credit x-men and more more people will just credit the sam raimi spider-man movie for yes. making the movie universe happen but like dude none of that exists if blade didn't happen and become a success yeah you know because if because that was the first one it was 98 or 97 yeah. this was right? 98 yeah yeah and then so it blows up way bigger than they thought which allows them which gives them enough like oomph to go like we're making an x-men movie which you know and it all steamrolled out of that but blade was such an instrument because really you know <laughs> This isn't a straight horror movie, but prior to this, Marvel was exclusively making horrific movies. Yeah. With like the Matt Salinger Captain America and the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movies, which not great by any means. So this is like a turning point where they're like, hey, we have some money. We're going to try this and see what happens. So I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's weird that you mentioned that because, you know, mid 90s was a fucking weird time for comic book fans because even in D.C., they were struggling, you know. Like, we had Batman Forever, and then literally the year before this, we had Batman and Robin, you know? Oh, so yeah. us us comic, in, you know, back then, we were starving for this shit, you know? I mean, we the only other real, like, kind of superhero thing that we got was Steel with sh fucking Shaquille O'Neal. Like, anyone remember that yeah. one? <laughs> like, no, it was... and it's it's funny that, yeah, you're right, dude. It was, it was such a dark time for that kind of entertainment. And what we were getting, the stuff like you all mentioned, was all kind of goofy. Yeah. You know, it felt like the only thing that worked was Batman, and then suddenly Batman didn't even work. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, we were starving for a really fucking good superhero movie. And we were lucky just to get, you know, get a superhero movie, let alone a good one. So when Blade came out, I'm sure all of us got... And plus, it's a fucking R-rated superhero movie? That never happens, you know? Like, holy oh, yeah. shit. And I, I, feel like, I feel like so many things happen in this movie that Marvel would never let happen again now. We'll see. I mean, you never know, because I, I I very much hope I'm wrong. Please don't get me wrong. And I don't mean it in an offensive way or anything like that. I just think because, you know, you can even sort of tell the way they like handled some of the Tony Stark characterization, because if you watch the first two Iron Man movies before Disney is a part of the picture, yeah. they're like a little a little more sexually forward. So I can see some of the more bloody, horrific elements of the Blade movies kind of being lost in the background. But then again, I wonder if they think audiences will be cooler about it because, you know, vampires involved, so blood is expected. So seeing yeah. it in an action context might be okay. I Yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious. I'm hyped for Mahershala Ali. Yeah, dude. Personally, I would love to see... Actually, I would love to see the Blade movie be the first R-rated movie in the MCU canon. Like I would actually oh, that love would be that. so cool, dude. I, I mean, and I mean, I don't think it would be a bad thing because you know we've been following them for like ten years. So you know the the little kid, the little ten year old kid who went to go see Iron Man back in '08, now would be like you know in like in their twenties, in their early twenties, you know. So I don't see True. why not they would just go for straight up for an R rating 
with big blood baths and have uh, blade bathe in their blood and like yes dude i could totally see well, that you know the thing is with their whole four quadrant thing yeah i could still see them trying to do something like this make it kind of darken off where it's a movie where Maybe you don't see, like, some of the brighter characters. Like, Captain America and Blade don't really hang out. Like, yeah. I could see Blade showing up in an Avengers situation, but not the other way around. Does that make sense? No, oh, no, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And so, in turn, I could see if they did a Blade movie that you could do a lot more of that. It would be way more sort of, like, placed in an outside realm where you could acknowledge the existence of the universe. Yes. But then he's probably not dealing with anybody other than a character maybe like Doctor Strange. Yeah. So that when he inevitably shows up in the fold of the main picture, they can kind of do what I assume they'll ultimately do to Wolverine in these movies, yeah. which is always have him killing off screen and having funny characters react to it. Okay, yeah. And you know, although you, you mentioned I mean? Doctor Strange, actually he would be a cool he would probably be the one MCU person that would have like a cameo in his movie. Cuz let's be, you know, maybe right. I feel like that would be awesome. Arts. Like I feel like they'd be like, we need some magic, you know, we need this relic to, to, to defeat the guy, the bad guy. And we're like, and Blade's like, I know a motherfucker. <laughs> and they cut. Well, I mean, imagine just him as like a, in an informational resource. Exactly. Too, right? you know? Yeah. Like, I, like, I think it'd be cool. It, it would be, man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you want to get started with a movie, because I'm excited I'm to watch this one. Yeah, so folks, if you got a copy of, of Blade, you got it on Blu-ray, DVD. If you got it on fucking VHS, dude, get it ready because we are gonna go back to '98 in a big bad way. In three, two, one, click, and right away we get the New Line Cinema logo bathed in red and sexy red. Oh fuck yeah! Um, <laughs> although. Uh, I noticed something is they also did the same red color for the New Line Cinema for Blade 2, but I also noticed they didn't do it for Blade 3. I took a peek at Blade 3. I didn't watch the whole thing, but they didn't bathe it in red, and I think that's why it was bad. Yeah, that's what <laughs> they knew. It was, it was cursed footage from the jump. And right away, I love the uh, the, the text, like the, the because it honestly reminds me of uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. Like the font, the red, and, you know, just like the deep, dark blacks and shit. Oh, yeah. Well, and funny enough, let me throw a name out here. Kyle Cooper is the one that did the Dawn of the Dead uh, titles. He's like one of the most famous graphic artists for titles ever. He did like dope. The movie, that one you mentioned, he did seven. He's done so many cool things. He's awesome. Look up his work sometime. He just makes cool art Fuck anyway. Yeah, but I agree with you. It totally has that vibe. Yeah. You know? I mean, even here with the uh, the bloody doctor, and we have a uh, you know Blade's mother ready to give birth after she's just been bit. <clears throat> what a lot of people don't know is that Blade is a hospital drama. Yeah, yeah, it, it, in a weird <laughs> way, it is. Although that kind of makes ju- I'm sense. I'm definitely just kidding. I was just kidding anyway. No, it kind of makes sense actually because you know where would a giant like mob of vampires hang out? Blood banks and hospitals. You know? Right. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Wesley Snow, oh, man. Uh, you know, something else I was going to say about the titles that you kind of uh, are close on is that it, the way they're 
They're like this bold sans serif font. Yep. But they kind of remind me, they're in a weird way foreshadowing. I don't want to spoil the movie if people haven't seen this, but it definitely kind of plays into some of the visual aesthetics at the end of the movie. I feel yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Also love the time-lapse photography. So cool. Yeah. And I love that they kept a little of that in the sequel. I think maybe mo- more in Ugh. three because three is very bad and they had to fill time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did keep kind of oh. keep to it. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Curtis Lemon Lemansky from The Shield. I, I'm suddenly forgetting his name. It's going to drive me nuts. Kenny something. I, oh, I love that guy um, now. Shit, what is it? Uh, whatever. Yeah, he's been a bunch of stuff. Well, yeah. I do remember the. Uh, I'm a huge the Shield fan, so seeing him, I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." Yeah, but yeah. It sucks that I only. I hate when I'm the guy that's like, "What's his name?" The actor whose character name only. I, know. I love this where and you're Tracy, just like, "Wait a minute, was that a human?" Because I'm seeing, "Wait a minute," <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, yeah exactly. man. Oh, but I do love the ingenious idea to hide the their club in a meat locker, which is. Like, already you're like, oh, this is going to be bad for this guy. This is going to be fucking bad. Right. <clears throat> and right here. See, these are the types of parties I'd like to go to. Fuck, dude, are you kidding me? I totally went to parties meet- like this. Well, we have well, a warehouse okay, space I did, not that the meat- we throw parties in. That's an old meat packing <laughs> plant. That's, I'd say it was a very personal reference. No kidding. See, I just went to, like, you yeah. know, industrial golf we literally like this. We have a literal meat grinder right on our stage. It's insane. Fuck, that's cool. Dude, we should have, like, one year we should have, like, a Blade Halloween party. <laughs> get, that actually would be hilarious. Get the get the, uh, the the pipes to pour, like, fake blood. Flavored fake oh blood. God, that would be amazing. I wish I had that kind of money to do that. Uh. Otherwise, it wouldn't be an illegal party pass. <laughs> <laughs> but also, don't you love that even though this movie came out first, a lot of this shit feels like the Matrix. You oh, know? for sure. So I, I, there's a big part of me that always wonders in hindsight now, you know, because as a kid, the difference in time between this movie coming out and the Matrix, even though it was only a year, felt like yeah. a, a whole lifetime, right? Because it was like a, my formative years. Yes. So I, I wonder that sometimes because... Yeah, the Matrix took like I don't want to say it took a lot because the Matrix kind of was like a one of those cool things where it took a lot of inspiration from different things and mashed them in yep. together into something yep. new. Because like, but dude, there's a, definitely a lot of like the the action. Yes, the action, the cinematography, the the soundtrack. Oh my god! Like already, this is like one of those early two thousands industrial cyberpunk goth industrial clubs that was totally ripped off of the Matrix. But we, right. but it's great to say like these guys did it. Mother, these motherfuckers did it first. Matter of fact, this movie did a lot of firsts. A good superhero movie in the '90s from right. Marvel, no less. The first super like uh, super. Oh fuck, I forget that uh, David S. Goyer wrote this. David Goyer um, has an interesting career though because he's wrote some bangers too. Like he wrote one of my favorite movies ever, Dark City. He wrote yeah. the Dark Knight. All well, the titles of Dark in them. Dark Knight. Anyway, I I mostly credit the Nolan brothers for that one, um, <laughs> but this uh, but uh, as soon as this start this part right here started, like with the blood, which I'm like, oh my god, it's starting with a blood orgy, fuck <laughs> yes, because that's like a running joke with me and my fiance. Like we just look at the world, like especially nowadays, we're like, oh fuck everything, <laughs> and we're just like, you know what we need? Blood orgy. We, what, what do we need, Katie? Blood orgy, blood orgy, fuck yeah! <laughs> so, like, when I saw this, I'm like, oh shit, this is a nothing but a good time. 
Seriously, oh, yeah. can you imagine like getting, you know, like cherry or strawberry flavored fake blood and spraying it on the crowd like this? Like, you oh, know, I think a lot of people would be mad unless they knew about it. Oh, now. Yeah, well, you know, it's like a thing that. Everyone but you'd comes expect in. this at a vampire club. Yeah, yeah, but oh, I mean, even at like a regular party, I, we'd be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a thing. Um, right. You'd it's kind of like going to like a so, a, a sud party. You know, have you ever oh, been to one sure. of those? Yeah, but it's just with blood, which is way freakier and fun. <laughs> Look at this shit. Also, yeah, love it's crazy. the cinematography. Oh, I was going to point out, yeah, the, the cinematography here is great. I figure, I remember the actor's name. It's Kenny Johnson. That's it. Yeah, but okay. continue about the cinematography. It's a great use of the claustrophobia. And the, the spray, because they're using a, a really fast shutter speed to really like play up those movements. And if you would believe it, it's the man himself. I love that they were so determined to not have the blood spill over onto Wesley Snipes at all. Like, he's so clean in that shot, yeah. and it's such a great intentional thing. Yeah. And he looks so, what a great hero reveal, uh, you know. And then it's like, it's the Daywalker. Right. Oh, like, shit. I Am Legend's about to go down. Fuck yeah, dude. And it's crazy with the amount of blood that's going through just this scene alone, how clean he stays, you know? Like, that's one of the I wonder if they, things. I wonder if they, like, literally were like, okay, nobody move, and then would walk him on the set, and then be like, pause, and walk him out, yeah. and then do it up. I feel like that might have been the case, but holy shit. But like I said, man, this got, movie's got a lot of firsts. It's got, you know, first really good Marvel movie that we've seen, uh, jump-started the superhero genre. I mean, X-Men gets credit a lot. But I think that's because it just came out in the, in the year 2000. And we like to round things off as human beings. So <laughs> poor Blade had There's like also a, some There was some brand recognition, too, because like the X-Men were like huge with the comics for like 30 years straight. Yeah. And, and the animated series. And plus people are like, oh, well, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was kind of big. Maybe they're just kind of, you know, playing off of that vampire trend that's going on. So they didn't. a lot of people didn't know that he was uh, based off a comic book. Um, so that's why it's probably like, but you know, X-Men is explicitly comic book. So that's probably why, but you know, the other thing that like the people tends to forget, this is the first black led superhero movie. Fuck black. Pa oh, I mean, I don't want to say fuck black. black yeah. yeah I, but I know what you're saying. But yeah, dude. It, like, it was what, but for real dude. And it's funny because it just, well, that'll bring up, that'll bring up an interesting thing later because they kind of, um, I love that there's a little commentary on it's very short, right? Yeah. Like, I would argue that not that I didn't think Black Panther was like a movie loaded with commentary about race issues so much. I mean, maybe maybe a little bit with yeah. the whole we're not going to get involved, but I whatever. But uh there's a scene in the hospital with Blade that I always thought was kind of like well, I'll point out when it happens. Yeah. I love the sword fights here. Fuck, like, if yeah. I had one complaint about this movie not holding up because everything is so cool, the CG's dated. And that's oh, yeah. it. And it's like such a minor you know, it's like well, some of that know, stuff's a little... But I love the concept, so I'm still on board. You, you know, know, I'm willing to forgive it because, A, this movie is so stylized. And right. it's such a product of its time. And it adds a little bit to the camp, I think. Weirdly enough, I'm okay... Oh, I love that shot where he holds the blade up. <laughs> Actually, I had a picture of, of Wesley Snipe with that frame specifically. And I had that at work when I was uh, working, when I was cutting uh, mats for frames at a frame shop. And uh, I had, for all the bad blades that went, that went dull eventually, I had that picture of him uh, with the meat. And I wrote underneath, blades in here, motherfucker. <laughs> That's great. I know, right? Oh, man. 
Wesley Snipes just knows how to choose scenery. You know who else? They... I love that. Oh, oh what's ahead. up? No, go ahead, please. No, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to oh, say. Oh, I was just going to talk about it. Yeah. I really love that. I love the steak gun in this. I know it's yeah. like attached to the shotgun. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of, so much cool, like, design. I love the way his armor looks. I, lo I just, there's so many cool things here that I'm just like, they did such a great job of making it feel, like, realistic without being too silly. Like, yep. you know, I know we were joking about the Matrix you know, biting from it earlier, but it's funny because the Matrix I don't think looks as like cool and utilitarian as Blade does. Like he's yeah. literally just wearing like straight up like a scarier version of a bulletproof vest and a leather jacket to cover up the fact that he's probably carrying a lot of weapons on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm really kind of pissed off about this part of the movie? What's S that? Stan Lee had a cameo as one of these cops. And they cut him oh, out. No kidding. Yeah, they had a. They actually had him as a cameo for one of the cops here, and they cut him out. Like, dude, you could yeah. have just like had an like just one insert. I mean, you remember the uh, literally last episode? You remember when we did Spider Man Two? All he got was an insert. You know, like that's right. that's enough for us. You know. Well, you know, at, at this point, nobody was thinking about that. Really. I get. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I guess. Like, but still, fucking come on, man. Like. <laughs> I guess they didn't really know just how profitable the Stan Lee cameo was going to be, you right. know, because I mean, oh, for I, sure. Uh, like, oh, and this Jesus. The, can we also talk about the makeup in this movie? The makeup. Oh, is for amazing. sure. The major makeup, the set design, like everything is like so it's so clear that artists made this, if that made sense. Well, you know, the director, Stephen Norrington, uh, he actually was he started out as a, a, a makeup artist working under Rick Baker and Stan Winston. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Did he have, didn't he do something in the Return to Oz movie? Like, isn't he the couch with the moose head? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, because I feel like he got involved with that end of, like, stuff for some reason. I remember looking that up or something. I mean, I could be wrong about the role, but I feel like, I remember at some point years ago looking up Stephen Orrington and thinking about that. I feel bad for how his career went after this, though. Yeah, because as soon as he directed League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, his career really never really never he recovered quit. yeah he actually per like so his whole thing was like it was such a bad experience i'm never making another film yeah and that movie was like production woe city well he and did he it's actually... really disappointing because the book is so good yeah oh no totally i mean alan moore is just terrific but he did try to get a reboot of the crow off the ground back in like 2008 oh interesting but it just kind of got uh it just kind of kept getting passed around. And right now it's basically in development hell, which kind of sucks because I'd love to see him try the crow after trying, you know, doing blade so well. Um, but you know, what's also really funny. So Stephen Norrington was a, a makeup artist before he started directing blade Two, Guillermo del Toro before directing. He was also a special effects makeup artist. How about that? And That's what, really interesting. I know. So, you know, like the the whole fact that David S. Gorier just took over and directed it. That's that's where it all fell apart. You know, that and the New Line Cinema logo. Right. Oh, of course. It's two things. <laughs> Those two things is what fucked up Blade, Blade Trinity. Uh, oh, boy. Dude, I, can't wait to uh, I, lo I love this scene here. There's yeah. a lot happening. And then I love well, so what I was going to say is I, I thought we were a little earlier in the scene. But I love how it's such a drastic shift because it's this like serious conversation between the two of them where you get all this character development pretty quickly. And then or at least backstory maybe is a good yeah. way to put it. Uh, and this is a scene I was also mentioning earlier here because she's getting beaten up. 
Did he, did and can obviously, I, I got. I just got to say, he actually kind of reminds me of Lurtz, the Urukai general from. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. He, he kind of does, like from a distance, especially the way he moves. But yeah. uh, waiting for it to be like meats back on the menu, boys. <laughs> I, lo I, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> I love that they have this fight. And by the way, I love that actor, Danal Logue. He's great. He's right? in so many good things. But I love oh, that there is a monster. In, okay, so this is the scene right here where I'm like, there is a monster <laughs> in the hospital. Okay, well, and well, they see a black dude and they shoot him. But and no, I his think reaction that's though, the craziest is shit funny. ever. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. Are you out of your damn mind, motherfucker? <laughs> And speaking of effects, look at that shit when he goes through the window. Oh, my God. This is so batshit crazy. I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, don't you just love This movie's aged so well. Got, like, there's a literal monster, and the black guy gets shot, and what does he just tell him? He's like, are you out of your mind, motherfucker? <laughs> Hell, yes. This is so fucking great. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, we have a little flashback, like, she looks like my mom. But she's just another woman. But she looks like my ma. We gotta rescue her. This scene is funny to me. Well, I guess he sees that she's bitten. That, that I remember. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, because literally the previous scene was him saving someone. But I was like, well, he probably couldn't see that they. He yeah. saw that the dude had not been bitten. But yep, I'm the idiot. <laughs> oh man, these crazy camera edits, man. It's so. Funny. Also, right here when she when he eats her out the, there. Oh, she did. <laughs> she really should. Conveniently, there's all these cardboard boxes. I know, right? And look, right there, there's another first. Like they, Blade did that before, uh, before Matrix did it. Blade did it first. I kind of love this. Yeah, I love the way they handled that effect too, where it's like they just match together him, yep. a stuntman on a green screen with a practical shot. Yep. What I think the reason this movie works so well is that for the most part, it's like just green screen replacements and. It's I love this. Oh, I gotta pop your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Because this was that was a thing in ninety eight, late eighties and nineties movies. People were all. It started with uh, Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon, and then everybody was, uh, you know, yeah, popping their shoulders out. <clears throat> but but yeah, no, I, so I just I, I think that the, their mix of practical stuff in this that's really I think part of the big reason it's it holds up because it's yeah. like there's not a ton of CG. What's there is dated, but that's sort of the nature of CG at a certain time when we didn't know what we were doing. Especially, yet, you, know? you know, one with clearly they didn't have like the big, you know, hundred million dollar budget and whatnot. For sure. So like it's, this is no Jurassic Park. No, 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 no. Um, but I mean, but and again, I still don't mind that it looks dated. Uh, I'm actually kind of OK with it because it kind of balances the awesome with the silly, you know. Um, but I just, I just really am like so blown away at how many firsts that this movie got. You know, the first black-led superhero, first superhero movie to really jumpstart the superhero franchise. I mean, leading, uh, paving the way for X Men, and then all the other movies after that. Um, and as honest trailers, of which I'm a big fan, it's also the first movie to have like a solid origin story, follow up with a better sequel, and then go completely off the rails with the third one. <laughs> that's great i know right so like holy shit there's so many i think they even have like the first marvel hallway fight scene i think oh yeah it's at the it's towards the end of this yeah so i did not know cool people first. track that kind of stuff this is the first marvel hallway fight scene yeah a, and it's funny yeah love uh the choice of bad mood rising 
Oh, real, yeah, for sure. Real good, man. Again, it, it, it's like, and there's a lot of things that I'm like, the use of licensed music at times is pretty clever in this yep. and works to sell the environment. Like, I think hey, Chris Christopherson is so good as Whistler. Yes. Oh, dude, I love Whistler. Uh, like, wasn't he actually kind of, like, invented for this movie? Because I know he was, like, a thing in the comics, but... Like after but he fact? was I don't think he was the mentor as much in the comics. I'm pretty sure he and Blade like because the night he if I recall correctly, he was part of the Night Stalkers and it was like Blade Whistler and one other person. Yeah. But then I think they just aged him up so that you had the mentor character. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, who I while watching this, I mean, it's not that Chris Christopherson doesn't do a bad job or anything. He, he doesn't. I love him in this role. Um, but you know who I thought would be just as good, if not better? Who's that? Nick Nolte. Oh, yeah, which is funny because they grabbed him for a short, li- not too much later Marvel movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Hulk. The first Hulk. The yep. Ang Lee Hulk. Yep. Uh, but I just think, you know, man, grizzled, you know, like Nick Nolte kind of thing. Yeah. That would work. Tom well. Waits, dude. Yeah. Uh, do you know who Tom else? Tom Waits they... would have been too young in 97, though. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, they were 98, rather. But do uh, you know who else they wanted to do for get for Blade? The, who? Stu- the studio had three other choices. They wanted... Probably um, Denzel, right? Denzel Washington, <laughs> Wesley terrible. Snipe, and Lawrence Fishburne. Which I'm yeah, like, I- eh. Uh, but you know who I actually would have nominated if Wesley Snipes was available at the time? I would yeah. have nominated Keith David. You know? Hmm. Yeah, I think I could see that. Well, it's, it's I don't know what I voice. can't tell what it, I don't know how old he is relatively speaking. So I'm like, would he have been too old at the time? But I don't think he would have been. I don't think so because uh, right now he's only 64. Um, so what? What Sweet. is this like? So he would have been in his 40s by this time. So honestly, I think he could have probably done Blade here. Um, hmm. I, honestly, I just I wanted would have cast him only because of his voice because. Um, if you don't know, he already did like a stellar job uh, doing Spawn, the animated yeah. series. Uh, yeah, back then, probably really right around this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, when, when did uh, Spawn come out? The movie? Or yeah, the, the movie. Show? The movie. Was that I think like the movie 90... was right around this or right before this? I think it was probably 97. right before. I bet it's ninety six or ninety seven. Uh, oh yeah, it was ninety seven. So we. Yeah, we still didn't quite get a really good R-rated dark superhero movie. Um, oh wait, yeah. Well, so wait, does that actually make that mean that Spawn was the first black-led superhero movie? I mean, it's well, not a good one, but I mean, we can also count Meteor Man with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, well, and well, Robert Townsend deserves more love in the uh, black filmmaker discussion. That's... I feel like for back from back then, but that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, but, yeah um, totally. I never saw Meteor Man. I don't know if that's any good, but. <laughs> I hear it's awful. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like one of those movies that had too many famous people in it. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing it as a kid. I was like, wow, every famous person ever is in this. Oh, I, by the way, that's uh, made me a little nervous about Black Panther. I remember I was like, oh, they. I hope this is good. They literally are pulling out all of the stops on the casting. And, and then it was great. So. Yeah, it was not just great. It was great enough to be nominated for an Academy fucking Award Best Picture of the Year, man. That kind of that kind of shocked me. I it did too. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the, the Black Panther episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Although, did you know that Wesley Snipe wanted to do this movie specifically, 
just so because he, could he be, wanted to do that, right? Yeah, he wanted to be Black Panther himself, and you know, also we should probably just do like a little, a little thing because, God, oh, man, dude, it's so sad that Chadwick Boseman's gone. Like oh, for sure, like because you know, I found out literally right after I watched Bill and Ted Three with you. And that bummed yeah. me out for the rest of the evening. That was such yeah, a Yeah, it was like tragedy. crazy. It was like we had this really nice night. We're like, wow, what an uplifting movie. That's great. You guys feel great. I feel great, too. And then, yeah, oh. it was like 20 minutes after you left my house. It was like, hey, dude, uh, I don't want to be that guy, but Chadwick Boseman just died. Uh, it sucks. Sucks. And speaking of sucks, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't really care for the villains in this movie. Because, like, yeah. You know, well, the the thing that irked me off, because, I mean, we kind of missed it, but whatever. It's like, when they first introduced Deacon Frost, like, we got a flash of his face in the, the nightclub scene. But in here, his reveal is super weak, you know, ca from a camera and direction and editing standpoint. It's just him, like, standing in a waiting room, like, like literally getting up and be like, hello, I will be your villain today. It's 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 really weak. Um and apparently, you know, the, the Deacon and uh, Frost in this movie is extremely different than his comic book counterpart. Like, he's supposed to be in his 50s and have, like, a really deep German accent. And now he's, like, you know, a fucking, fucking late Gen Xer with a preteen Madonna or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. It's like they made the all the classic Blade characters older men in this, which I thought was interesting. So it's funny to see Udo Kier, who is actually kind of a little bit more along the lines of what I know of the comic Deacon yeah. Frost to be. It's weird. So then I'm like, oh, who's the young kid? But I, I think there's something interesting there, and there are definitely moments where I like the villains, but they're not great. They're, yeah. Their goal is kind of boring. I kind of feel like... Um, the villain in Blade 2 is so strong. Yes. Oh, my God. That works out overall best in the franchise for villains, but... Totally. Because, um, yeah, I was like... Look, he, he's hamming things up in all the right places, but it's still really dumb. <laughs> and it's just so weird that, you know, like, when you look at, you know, Deacon Frost in the comics, you're like, you got this, you know, big leader of, like, the council leader of the vampires here that kind of looks right. like him. Why not just give that actor the role? You know, like, why is why are right. we going for this weird, you know, very edgy 90s? Th I feel like that's like a thing that David S. Goyer insisted on. I'm sorry. I just <sighs> a lot of stuff of David S. Goyer. I just really don't like, especially in the last, you know, five years, like with BVS. Really? Yeah. Really hate David S. Goyer for that one. Dude, here's the thing. I. I seriously think, just judging from some of these people's pattern, because like Chris Terrio technically wrote the Justice League movie, and I'm mm -hmm. like, there's no way that's true. Yeah. I and after having my own experience where I wrote a script for somebody and they very clearly didn't get it and then didn't ask me questions in order to understand it. Yeah. And I've since seen the final product. <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I really, no matter what, I mean, and I'm sure maybe the scripts aren't great still, but I think those movies are almost a hundred percent the fault of Zack Snyder. I hate to be that guy. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do love the little thing with the blood, with the, his sword and how that so cool. Well, how that actually, you know, gets some payoff later. Good shit. But, uh, For sure. um, yeah, I, I think, you know, David Escorier is kind of like 
the neo Frank Miller, where his some of his early stuff is actually legitimately brilliant, and then he goes completely batshit and cra- insane and goes way off the rails. Uh, that's 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 kind of just just me. Because <laughs> I can pe- see that though. Uh, well, like, if, I mean, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, it's just like you know how crazy some of the early drafts were. Apparently, when she wakes up here, uh, she was supposed to find uh, like a, like some dead uh, vampire fetus babies that these guys are performing experiments on. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, like they were going. That's in the really bigger nuts. budget version. Well, no, honestly, the studio's like, ah, that's a little much. <laughs> so let's not do that. So, um, but yeah, they 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 kind of went really extreme. Uh, but I do love, uh, his little, uh, serum suppression to, to keep the, 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 the bloodlust at bay, which is actually kind of cool of a cool concept. Cause isn't in the comics, like, isn't blade just like a, a regular human being who's just happens to be immune to vampirism. I honestly don't remember because I think the only time I'd ever seen Blade before this was briefly on the Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. Oh, that's when everyone got to meet him for the first time. Such good shit, man. Such a good show. Uh, actually, oh, I yeah, think there's like a uh, a little bit of a nod to that show in this movie. I think there's like a little, uh, I think it's in Deacon Frost's uh, apartment. Um, I fucking love that. Um but in Deacon Frost's apartment, they they have like a little bit of like bat merch uh, from the show, which I thought was really funny. But that's not smart. <laughs> Pouring that much gasoline and then uh, lighting up a cigarette. You, I, feel, I honestly felt like they were going to be like you, you, they were setting something up there. Yeah, like it could have been some explosive setup for later, but nope, it's just how fucking cool Whistler is. You're not cool by wasting gasoline, man. Even in dude, the... Dude, Whistler is... The, he's 90s cool, dude. He was like, fuck the environment. <laughs> he's what we would call a boomer now. <laughs> He'd be like, you goddamn millennials blade in your iPod headphones. I don't have time to catch you fuckers at a bad time. You know? Like, when I was your age, gasoline only cost me 39 cents a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to keep treating it like that. Well, you know what's funny? Is at this point in time, gas was like 79 cents a gallon. Oh, man, I miss the 90s. Because I remember, yeah, I remember driving a few years after this, and one of the last cheapest times I ever paid for gas was 79 cents in the middle of Milford, Ohio. I'll never forget it. It was at a little United Dairy Farmers gas station. And then I... 9-11 happened like a month later and then the and then gas has never been affordable since i really miss the 90s although speaking of 9-11 and wesley snipes you know what actually did he actually hear that uh his apartment actually got destroyed in the attacks no yeah he totally That's crazy yeah his his apartment at the time totally got destroyed in the attacks uh i mean he was okay he was at, uh on the west coast when it happened but Still, Crazy. I thought I thought that was like a little interesting little Wesley Snipes footnote. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. R.I.P. Wesley Snipes' house, baby. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, he was still rich back then because of all the <clears throat> money he didn't pay the government. 
Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, those are the stories where I'm like, I never understand that, but you know, maybe I will because I'll have that kind of money next year. I've yeah, decided. Hopefully, so we can well, only hope, right? I, I'm keeping positivity. I, if I keep booking gigs the way I have been during a global pandemic, I think things are going to be great. <laughs> yeah, totally. Might even be better. Like, like everyone's like getting the word, like. Mark, I'm sorry, I just don't have the money right now. Or, yeah, it's just not quite safe right now. And and then, you know, a couple of years later when things are actually – the smoke is cleared, we're like, hell yeah, I've been waiting forever to do this. And right, you know, exactly. And see just mass turnouts for you. Oh, for sure. Yep. And I also love – Oh, man, it's going to be a good year, uh, buddy. Yeah, and now it's <laughs> – I also love how he's like, yeah, if you start to turn, just use this gun on yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like shit. These guys are hardcore. Um, also, can we just like? I, I think another weird first this movie has. This is a supernatural, uh, supernatural hunter running around in a muscle car for at night for supernatural entities to hunt. Supernatural fans. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's, just the, it's just the show. Like shit, dude. All the things, man. This is this this paved the way for everything. It really did. Hey, by the way, we were both wrong about Whistler. It turns out Whistler was created for Blade's cameo on Spider-Man, the animated series of the 90s. Oh, and Marvel's okay. then CEO liked him so much that he was adopted into the universe. Right on. And then they brought and I'm gr- glad they got him for this movie because oh, he's such a cool character in these. So crazy. Yep. What are you doing in here? That's the strangest vampire porn I've ever seen. <laughs> and I also love how he's just like so he's such a dick that he you can see his club music music in there. Oh, dude, this is just the scene from Grandma's Boy where the dude is listening. He's like, you'd like it if you had robot ears. <laughs> bitch slap vamp slap <laughs> oh shit but uh yeah it's it, although i still just it really boggles my mind why this other what my god what is what the fuck is his name um shit where, who, where who? uh the 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 older guy oh udo kier yeah uh, I, mean, I think that's how you pronounce his name uh i'm just so surprised that you know, this guy wasn't ca- cast as uh, Deacon to be just, you know, the straight up, you know, a little bit closer to his comic entity. So crazy. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, Stephen Dorff does d- does just fine with it. He's entertaining. And that's that's probably the best thing you can do about this sort of thing. You know, I mean, h- if he wasn't entertaining, that's where I would have been like, eh, you're gone. <clears throat> Did you, so did you I hear love- like uh, him like having like issues with Wesley Snipe on set? Who Stephen Dorff? Yeah. yeah, I think at least at first it was something about how it uh, you know Stephen Dorff was new and they kept having weird visitors. Like I know for some reason David Fincher was on set at times. Yeah, on this movie. I think he was supposed to, like he came to get David Goyer to like touch up the script, and at one point he was actually supposed to direct. God, can you imagine, dude, can you imagine like him following up the movie seven with this? That would have been interesting. (laughs) 
I would love David Fincher to do something in a universe like this. Yeah. I feel like I feel like oh man. Yeah. I don't know if he ever I don't know if he ever would though just because, you know, he's such no. a perfectionist. Now, um, he would I feel like the type of movie he could do would be like Birdman. You know what I mean where it's yeah. not really a superhero movie, it's kind of like making fun of it. Like to me, a show like The Boys feels way more up Fincher's alley. A little bit. But yeah. I think you know what I mean? Like cuz it's like again, there's a lot of like clever meta shit. It's yeah. well acted. Um yeah, shout out to Anthony Starr on The Boys, by the way. He's oh, like, giving dude. the best performance in entertainment right now. Yeah, I still need to sit down and watch season two. I'm way behind. Oh, so they've only put out the first three episodes. Yeah. Well, of the time of recording this show, that yeah, is. Yeah. By the time it's out, they should be all. The, but, uh, yeah, it was a silly thing they kept uh, getting I'll, review bombed. I feel like by the time this is actually posted for you guys, um, uh, it'll probably all be out. But eventually I'm going to be watching it eventually. All right, so now... We've got a couple of familias on their tail, and I actually do love dun, how they dun, just dun. fucking they fucking Batman out of existence. Um, but uh, I, I also love the tattoos too, like the, to to mark them. Um, oh yeah. yeah, so cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, as soon as they said familiar, uh, my head immediately flashed to what we do in the shadows, because you know we we already did a, a episode for that. Love the show. My fiance is literally the biggest fan of the show. Uh, but uh, did, actually, did you see the the episode where Wesley Snipes makes a cameo in the show? No. Oh, he totally. Ma- <laughs> I won't give up too much away, but he literally phones it in, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. Oh, it's so see, good. I, just, I love Wesley Snipes. He can do no wrong in my book. I really wish Marvel would have thrown him a bone. You know, honestly, I just because uh, I know it's it's totally fine that they're getting a new actor to do the new Blade yeah. movie. And Mahershala Ali is cool. I've never yeah. seen him do anything actiony. So, and you know, realistic with the Marvel movies, it's like ten percent of the actions done by the actor these yes. days, and they have stuntmen for most everything. So it really kind of doesn't matter. And he's a good actor, so it, I think it will be good. But oh yeah, yeah, I just I just love Wesley Snipes. He's one of those actors that I wish would like. I don't know. I wish he was one of those older actors that was getting those like fun older action actor parts. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. Well, I mean, you remember like as soon as he got out of prison, like immediately he appeared in uh, uh, Expendables three, you know, along with all the other. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, what I really, but I, I just really hope what if he, they just have like a bit part or a cameo for him in the the reboot, because like he de- he honestly deserves like a cameo at least. Yeah, because. Uh, we all know how pissed we are that uh, uh, when Tom Cruise made the Mummy for the reboot, and there was no cameo for uh, um, fucking shit. Wow, I'm blanking on his name. This 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 hurts. So Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Thank you. Wow, I see his face, and I just uh, it's sorry. It's 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 been a while since I watched no, the Mummy. No, you're fired. <laughs> I'm fired from my own show. Um, I know, dude. This is now it's the Mark podcast with Marvel movies once oh, a month. Fuck. I don't know where I was Man, going. Man, come on, Mark. They already took someone already like some bozos already hijacked my show and made me watch really? Cats. And now you're gonna hide. Oh fuck! You know what? Maybe I should just yeah, stop dude. Making it's episodes. the feline connection. Should have watched out, brother. <laughs> well, well, at, least, you. <laughs> at least we're not watching Catwoman. <laughs> hey, I have a weird question. How many fake? How much of Wesley Snipes' mouth in this movie do you think is fake teeth? 
Because, like, you know, he's constantly talking, yeah. like, with his teeth clenched. And I feel like it, part of his teeth, I mean, I know that the, at least the canines are caps. Yeah. But do you think, like, I, do, I almost feel like his whole top of his mouth is a set of veneers. I would not be shocked at all. Just so, it, you know, that way it blends a little bit better and whatnot. Um, right. So he's like, but he's a familiar. Of course, it's. Uh, he actually knows how to work with the mouthpiece, I think. Because, you know, it's kind of the same thing that Michael Keaton was doing with Batman, like he couldn't turn his head. But Tim Burton and Michael Keaton were kind of cool with it because, you know, they had to do the what I fondly call the Batman shoulder dance. And it makes him right. move in all these weird ways and exaggerated ways that fit for the character. And he works with the voice and the mouthpiece to the point where he's like, yeah, motherfucker. You know, he's like he he knows right. how to to work with it. So, I I don't really see that as much of a bug as more of like a feature. I, I love it. It's not a bug. It's a feature. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and I feel like uh, and Wesley Snipes is like, oh yeah, totally. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. I love this. You better wake up. Right. Yeah, he's like, better wake up. There's and he's got that kind of like attitude. I love it. It's just him getting her face. He's like, yeah. Open your, open your eyes. Look what's going on. I've got veneers in, and they look pretty good. <laughs> but the whole time I talk like this. Also, nobody finds it weird that I wear a fucking sword in the back. Of well, my you know, it, they never really specifically say exactly what city it is. Like they kind of hint that it's New Orleans because you know that's where most of the comics take place. But yeah. I like watching the movie and you know seeing clearly like this like. This is clearly, you know, New York style uh, beat right. footage. So I thought, oh, you know, some big black guy hanging around with a sword, trench coat, and sunglasses. I'm like, oh, it's New York. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Know? It's like I think it's I think it's Toronto. So in Toronto, they just be like, hey man, you need a little help with your, you know, <laughs> sword, mate. Hey man, you got a sword in your back there. That uh, that yeah. <laughs> you, you ruined your jacket there. <laughs> yeah, Can I help exactly. You? All right, also, all right, buddy. Also, would you like a Bible? <laughs> okay, now, now this I gotta part, move to Fort McMurray. He's going to the blood bank, guys. This this part is so weird to me. Look at the way this is edited. This looks like Sam Raimi on speed. You yeah, know, speed ramp thing. And I think somebody has a cameo here. I want to say it's Andrew Kevin Walker, maybe, or oh, really? someone has a cameo. At, like you'll see whoever it is that like they look at the camera and sneer in a second. You, oh, you know what I mean? Cool. It'll come up. This guy. Yeah. That's somebody related to the production. Let me see if I can find out who. Uh, I'm not sure, but I just always found that editing really like way out of place. Cause you know, that's clearly just, you know, a couple of cars like casually wa uh, driving down like an empty New York street or wherever. Uh, and they just speed it up, and it looks ridiculous. It's horrible, but you know what? It's so just dumb and cheesy. I'll I'll go with it. Whatever. I'll I'll allow it. Oh, for sure. But I love to see this. If I can find any of these uh, of who that was. I really swear that that was somebody rel related to the production somehow. But mm, now I'm guess just... not. Ah, that's cool. But anyway, so I, get. <laughs> I love that line. It's like, there are more dangerous things out there. Like me. <laughs> Look at my sweet buckles. Oh, and I also love how uh, he gives you a quick exposition of, uh, you know, the vampire rules for the movie. Like crosses, right. crosses, holy water, Bibles, none of that shit works. 
And I think the whole logic behind, you know, crosses or any religious stuff not working is like, I think uh, one of the writers is like, what if a vampire's Jewish? You know, <laughs> right. like, why would that work? But I do love. Well, the fact I, you that, know what I always loved yeah. about this? And this is a uh, Richard Matheson wrote this in I Am Legend. And I always thought this was a really clever thing. And uh, by the way, I love this like weird Japanese, Japanese y- Yakuza kind of Illuminati thing with yeah. the young girls. So weird. I know. But... Again, ahead of their time calling this stuff out. But then again, <laughs> Blade is totally like so many people just walk, passing a blind eye. He's like, I got other people to stab. Yeah, but uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? Oh, oh, no. Uh, Richard Matheson. Uh, he described the whole reason crosses worked on vampires because it was like this reminder of their like life effectively in a weird way that uh. it was like this. You know, the sort of tie that, I, you know, I'm definitely messing this up. I know if somebody has more recently read the book than I have, they'll be like, well, it's actually this. But it's effectively about how, like, it reminds them of their humanity. Mark's in a weird wrong. Way Mark's wrong. Right. I'm going to comment like, all like, over you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I don't get the notification, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we've got this motherfucker. Uh, it, he's like, it's in the fridge. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> uh i don't i it was somebody's idea to, i think it was wesley snipes idea to have uh this is this is pearl's room they're going into right yes yes down yeah the idea the was fridge. to have pearl in the fridge was wesley snipes i love that which is actually kind of an in, ingenious idea because you know having all these computers and this giant more like truly morbidly obese something that poor puts jabba the hut to shame Oh, um, dude, there was, by the way, in that prosthetic, there were 700 pounds of latex. Jesus Christ. And by the way, the dude that plays it, Eric something, he was he's like a fat actor that did a bunch of stuff in the 90s. Yeah. I think he's since lost like hundreds of pounds. Yeah. But at the time, yeah. he was like, he was a huge person. So like, there is definitely prosthetics here, but like his face was definitely that fat at the time. <laughs> no, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that no, mean no. Or rude or anything. Well, yeah, I, I mean, knowing you, you would never throw another fatty under the bus. No, I. <laughs> well, no, I feel like that's the only truth about fat people is that we're like the most fat phobic usually. <laughs> that we're always just like, oh yeah, I'm fat, but look at that fat. I'm, I'm kidding. It's all jokes. Relax. I don't believe in phobias. I mean, I. Except for arach- arachnophobia, I'm very afraid of those. But. I-, I did a movie um, called Atikophobia, if you all want to check <laughs> that out. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I love that the idea, I don't know if you read this, but the idea for Pearl's fatness yeah. when we see it is because Pearl has been, like, how eating, do they, they worded it awesome. They were like, just like, they eating like hearts cannibalistic. Yeah, like eating the hearts of children. Oh, that's so nasty. Okay, th- so this is nasty. the one thing. That they never explained that I actually kind of want to explain. What's with yeah. the rubber duckies? I think that that was just like, uh, like what is I this? feel like there's a lot of on the set because Donal Logue's character was definitely like not written as much. And then when, you know, he's in the movie. Yeah. Apparently a lot of it was like ad libs. Okay. So um, I'm willing to bet that a lot of this stuff was just like one of the actors was like, oh, my God, you know what? You know what Deacon Frost would totally do? He would totally have rubber duckies here because he would think it was funny. And they're like, <sighs> OK, that's really dumb. <laughs> I, that's a, that's my guess. But I feel like we'd find it and be like, yeah, that's this it. scene brought to you by Apple. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't you just love computing in the 90s? Because oh, sure. uh, 
This 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 uh, this scene was brought to you by Apple computers running on Windows 98 for some reason. <laughs> the, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I want their bed, that enclosed bed. I so know, bad. that's I so cool. Especially if like, you know, it's like, you know, uh air-cooled and shit, like an air filter on it. Like yeah. that would be cool. Um everything needs to be air filtered yeah and i do love the apartment here oh and uh speaking of bad new line cg uh or bad cg movies for action cg from movies from the 90s uh it's coming up uh on the tv that these cats are watching because you know they got music and they had a party in the background but there's a shot coming up here where someone's watching tv and take a close look what's on tv it's right about here did you catch it? Oh, it's a reptile from Mortal Kombat, yeah! right? Yeah, Mortal Kombat, baby. Like that's like, so funny. It's so it's like another New Line cinema movie with re- action, you know, a- like a based on a property action movie, New Line cinema with horrible CGI. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I love so the, funny the blood on this part right here, where he just chews an entire piece of his neck off. Oh, it's so sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get up in there. That's the bat <laughs> toy that I was talking about earlier. They had uh, they had a little bit there where it was uh, um, kind of a nod to the uh, the animated series. <laughs> oh shit, dude! Right, I love this and like the river of blood. And seriously, they did it just because they were like, uh, I bet the juxtaposition of a body in this blood. And uh, uh, ducks is funny. Well, I guess I was just, it, it's kind of like for me, it's just like the chicken in the hangover. It just is there for funny and not to be explained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now we have Pearl. Oh, it's this. You know, I remember seeing uh, random behind the scenes pictures of this. Ugh. Ran- but I, yeah, really? I remember seeing random behind-the-scenes pictures of this, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and it wasn't until years later that I'm like, "Oh, it's a really fat vampire." Who knew? <laughs> yeah, it's like so great. Well, you know, it's funny though is that like growing up, I'd seen this dude, Pearl, the dude that plays Pearl, in so many movies, like Problem Child Two, oh, and. And, you know, because it was just like all the movies that ran in the summer of 1995 on HBO, but it was that and National Lampoon Senior Trip. Jesus. And yeah, whatever this dude's name, Eric something, but he was just a big, he always fat, played fat, dumb characters. And I think he lost a bunch of weight in like the, yeah, either right you, after this you or look, right in like the early 2000s. And now, and then I think he kind of stopped working. Oh, yeah, totally. Like if you, uh, IMDb him. Uh, you take a look at a picture of him now. He is like, you know, he's he's like my weight. He's like, you know, a nice even two fifty. Right. <laughs> oh Jesus, Fry! I also love what he calls yeah. him, uh, Biscuit Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like the whole thing is just, and I love the visuals. It's so fucked up, and it's so cool. Right, the makeup on it is amazing. And you know it must have taken like you know like a full week to film this shit. You know, because for like, sure they, they said they they had to move this. They had to build a set around the suit. Yeah, and they had to use forklifts 
yep. to make it work because the suit was 700 fucking pounds. That's plus him, who at the time I I would probably guess was 500 or 600 pounds. Really that heavy? Wow, dude, he was a big big dude. I feel like I mean I may I could be wrong, but like. I feel like there's a reason that if you look through his stuff, there are almost no old photos of him. Ah, gotcha. Except for ones where you cannot see his body at all, which <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, I'm a fat person. I totally understand <laughs> the feeling. Yeah. And it's not like the industry is particularly. Con- I mean, now they are cool. Like I'm getting famous at the perfect time, Tim. <laughs> yes, uh, you really are. You know. Well, you know, you're also doing the exact thing that, you know, uh, people in Hollywood want them, you guys to do. You there? You're here to be fat and funny, like that's what right, Kevin exactly. Smith. That's what Kevin Smith made his whole career out of. Seriously, now, yeah, being ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. I'm writing that one down for later. <laughs> <laughs> that's copyrighted by me now. All right, so now we're into the deep archives, the the uh, the vampire Bible, as it are. Um, apparently, there's like, that's like one of the great shorthands for this movie. There's if you need something to be a special vampire thing, you just slap the word vampire in front of it. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It smells like vampire asses or whatever the fuck he's. I love, there's so many fucking good quotes in this for so much stupid bullshit. Oh, I but. know, dude. Well, again, I, I, I credit a lot of that to Wesley Snipes because I feel like he was ad-libbing a lot of the, his one-liners, especially... The most famous. Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. That's right. <laughs> Spoilers. You ruined the end of the movie now. Now no. nobody's going to watch to the end. Well, I mean, if you're kind of... I now they like... won't know if people in this film try to skate uphill or not. <laughs> I guess I'm I I guess I'm the motherfucker who tried skating uphill. Dude, <laughs> you stood at the top of the hill and you're like, I'm. you flew too close to the sun, Icarus. <laughs> Fuck my wings. No. <clears throat> I actually really did like the editing kind of leading into it where you're just where it's all visual and it's there's like no sound with it because, you know, vampires in these movies are apparently also fucking ninjas. <laughs> right. Which makes sense. I uh, I really, 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 really like the way they handle everything in this. Again, I really feel like this is a movie made by artists. It yeah. feels like artists were made. That's sort of, again, I hate to sound like I'm constantly being down on the Marvel movies because they're obviously artists. They're employed very heavily. But there's just something about these movies where there's like unique art direction and sets and stuff that we just don't get in modern movies in general. Yeah. So I really, I really kind of miss this era of, of you know action movies in general. But uh, but like kind of I really wish I really hope in the future Marvel starts getting a little risky. I really hope Blade is dark and weird and violent and all the things we need it to be. And I do love, by the way, here that we have the other guy that was yeah. in all of the 90s action movies. That's not Al Leong. Yeah. Oh, I love this right here where yeah. you see the thing ticking. Boom. Oh, damn. Such a good and that, payoff. And that dude's so annoying, too. <laughs> well, actually, because apparently he wasn't that big of a character, uh, Don, right? played by Donald Lunge. Um, but he wasn't that big at first, but he was just so charismatic and funny. Oh, yeah. That they just played him up. And I love the running gag of him taking Blade taking his hands. Like, yeah, that's it's really a, great great running gag dude yeah that's who i was mentioning earlier about that because apparently they just i think that was where my inspiration was that they were like oh we're just gonna let these actors kind of get creative with this i feel like a lot of that 
freedom was great because dude d- uh, that that actor Donald Logue he was in so much cool stuff after this too like he yep. had that one Fox show that I could never remember the name of that was like an underrated Slayer but used to get kind of like I don't know it was a, it was a sitcom but it was a pretty good one yeah trapped something but he's just been around for a minute I I love I don't know I love uh see that stuff I also love that we get the recall back to the uh, stab in the shoulder yeah thing, but, yeah totally uh, just the design of those silver weapons in this movie yeah the so, like they're like sleek and kind of like sexy looking but also super violent they I look like so giant bullets you know oh i love this oh shit you know you think they would have put the the sake their sacred ancient vampire bible behind unbreakable glass very true. The <laughs> '90s were a different place. You have to imagine there's a little hubris in action here. But in all fairness, the glass shattering with the bullets flashes looks fucking amazing. Oh, so it looks so good, right? And again, it feels very much like a precursor to the Matrix. You know, like all these stakes, all these dudes with machine guns, squibs going off, like wild visuals leather jackets and sunglasses like yeah dude oh yeah the subway here we go man i love the way they you know you know even though we kind of know this the uh, the the subway cg this the like the uh the the strobe light effect is actually kind of cool to look at uh, well i think what's kind of interesting here is that while a lot of the cg doesn't work like that fire is not great yeah yeah uh and it's funny because he has similar fire effects in oh. league of extraordinary gentlemen i remember for some weird reason but i remember thinking that when i saw that in theaters 20 years ago which is sad <laughs> but i was i was right a movie review blog so i saw literally everything at the time but um it was it was awful i i always joke i was like there's not enough weed in the world for that movie <laughs> but but no, seriously, with the effects in this movie in general is that even though a lot of them don't necessarily work on a technical level, they are so stylized. It's kind of like, you know, crude animation. When you look at it, you're like, I don't know about this. It's not beautiful. But then you're like, oh, the way it moves makes it make sense. Yeah. Because it's so it's like so stylish and it's designed more to look cool than necessarily function. So you, yes. I think it's, it's easy to forgive. And I think that's, again, one of the reasons that this movie holds up. 23 years later you oh know yeah I mean? dude and plus you know like especially um you know in the wake of uh not just the black lives matter movement but also in just like the uh uh the wake of you know like black panther being the only black superhero movie like we need more movies like that from you know right oh yeah well it's, and it was interesting that we didn't get a bunch <laughs> of movies based on or you know around that after the success of this yeah yeah Oh, well, th- I mean, thankfully, we still got, like, a brilliant sequel for this, though. Oh, and I love this bit. We're going to ch- – yeah, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to Buster Keaton this shit. <laughs> yeah, so great. Oh, dude. Oh, shit. Here we go. He's wounded. Here we go, go, go. <laughs> also, can we uh, talk about uh, uh, Nabush Wright? I believe that's how you're saying your name. Uh, as as uh, Dr. Jensen here. 
Yeah. Like, she's actually legit good. Not going to lie. Cause uh, I, I also love that she is not a love interest. Like, they don't do the obvious thing yeah, here. They don't. This movie has a lot of things that I really love about it that I'm like, oh, for any of the silly flaw things, what I love so much about it is that it doesn't force the love interest thing. Yeah, you're you know totally what I mean? And right. she has like this total reason to exist in the world. I mean, she's a doctor, she works around blood, so it makes sense that they work together. Yeah. But I, I think it's so brilliant. And they don't force any of the stupid stuff. Because no. it's all like window dressing, right? It exactly. doesn't matter. For, it's not the point of this story anyway. Mm hmm. Although it's actually kind of funny because, you know, the studio originally thought, oh, we'll just get like another, you know, relatively known. Uh, actor or actress to to you know fill in the boots like well just like I get like a white girl whatever but Wesley right. Snipes like was insistent on like getting a black actress um, which honestly totally totally works for it because uh, right yeah oh and now we get we get some backstory about Blade I found him when I was 13 and raised him and trained him he also doesn't age like the others. He's got all their strengths and none of their weaknesses, except the, the bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Here so I'm curious. Um, who would you like to see play uh, Whisperer in the new one, or Whistler in the new one? Um, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Yo, that would be fucking dope. Because he's old enough now, and yeah. I don't really know. I feel like they just want somebody. Uh, like the thing with Sam Elliott too is that I still think he looks like he's yeah in good enough shape that he could do it. I mean, hell. Whereas like, Whistler doesn't look like he's not in good enough shape here, but like, you know what I mean? They're like both yeah. in that perfect pocket of age. I feel like that's my quick yeah. answer. It's, it's a little on the nose. It's a little obvious, but you know, you know what? I'm in for it. Although, uh, it would have been interesting, uh, if he wasn't already a Marvel villain, but it would have been interesting to see, uh, um, uh, uh, sh wow. Shit. Um, Wow, I can't believe I'm bl I'm blanking on on names right now. It uh, it hurts. Um, fucking Jeff Bridges, thank you. Oh, Jeff Bridges would be great, but he's too busy yelling that Tony Stark built this in a cave, cave yeah, out of scraps. Yes, uh, you know. it would have been interesting to see if Jeff Bridges like you know pull off his Lebowski hair again <laughs> for the role. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But yeah, Sam, El Sam El awesome. Well, Sam Elliott would still definitely be a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think of of who of some other really good ones, because uh, because you know who they actually really tried to push for uh, the villain in all three of the Blade movies, but you know Sony was like, no, they really wanted to do Morbius. Yeah, that would have been sweet. I don't know. I still don't know if they'll be able to do it for these new ones because, you know, Sony and Disney are just so back and forth right now. It's hard to tell. For real. Well, I heard a rumor today 
that um, so this was leaked through. This is a really weird way to get this rumor, but apparently <laughs> their relationship's going pretty well right now. And I would not be surprised if this was part of the Spider-Man deal because so so Sony's about to release the PlayStation Five. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the time this episode airs, they'll, we'll probably know now more than we know now. <laughs> but the rumor that I w- re- read today was that. There was a leak about like you know they do like those like remote controls you can get for the consoles too right. with, for like the me- media remote. Well, apparently the PlayStation Four one has four branded buttons on the controller at the bottom. Like and, and if you look at mockups right now, it's all white down there now for the four buttons. Okay, but they're saying that at least in the European versions, one of the buttons is a Disney Plus button, like branded onto the controller, Whoa. so that you could automatically launch it. And I would not be surprised to find out. That that's a thing. And I also wouldn't be surprised to find out that while MCU might not acknowledge the Sony stuff, I bet everybody's going to play a little bit more ball for a little while. That's my guess. Yo. And honestly, I'm okay with Sony, you know, holding on to the rights of mostly the Spider-Man universe. Because if if there's any Marvel superhero to have like his own sub universe, it's Spider-Man. He has by far the best rogues gallery uh, and the best supporting cast. So I'm okay with that. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, I would love to see if Morbius was, like, the big cro- like uh, Sp- Spider-Man crossover villain for Blade in the new one. That'd be really That'd be fun. cool. Yeah, the thing is, Jared Leto's a weirdo that runs a cult, but he's, like, a yeah. good actor. So yeah. until it turns out that he's doing, like, something evil in his cult besides just being weird, I'll continue supporting him. You know what I mean? I'm like, let me know if something goes bad so I can denounce my fandom. But (laughs) you already kind of lost me with Joker, but that's, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) Oh, Um, for sure. Yeah. So, okay. Now here's another thing that came up. I remember, uh, cause this was actually a joke in what we do in the shadows. Um, spoiler, I guess. So you can like just mute for a sec if you haven't seen the show or whatnot, but there's an episode where um uh like one, one of the side characters gets turned by one of the main vampires and uh she's like unaware what to do and whatnot and then uh, the, the one who better starts showing her the ropes of how to be a vampire and discover inner power and shit and <laughs> towards the end of the, the episode he's like oh my god this is amazing I, I just ate my first guy and like i'm immortal and i have powers this is great can we watch the sunrise together? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. We can't do that. No, wait. I remember this movie Blade <laughs> where <laughs> we just wear motorcycle helmets. We can watch the sunrise. And as the, the sun hits them, they start charring from the inside and they have to go inside. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> it's so funny. Which I'm oh, like, that's really funny. It is funny because when you think about, oh, dude, this was so nasty. Pulling like one vampire or another tearing the, uh, the fangs out of your mouth. That's really personal. Yeah, right. Um, but I always did wonder, how the hell do they survive by just wearing motorcycle helmets and gear? Like, what, what's what's the, the science behind that? I don't get it. That's a good question. It's just, I think, weird movie bullshit. Yeah, I think a lot, there's a good amount of that that happens in these early era movies where they're just like, well, we just do that because it's cool. Also, man, the sun rises so fucking fast, doesn't it? It's so true, dude. I do love the 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 burning effect, though. Although, do you, do you notice? Like, oh my God, look at that shit. That's like a mix between Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jason and the Argonauts. 
Oh yeah, it's so cool, dude. But uh, do you notice that's the other thing about the this movie in the van with the vampires? You know, usually if you like, you know, put them in sunlight, they burn for a little bit and they eventually burn into a crisp. But if you kill one of these things, immediately they're like, poof, gone. Like, they just immediately vaporize into a crisp. Like, one tiny little hit of silver or, gar or you know, uh, silver or a wooden, whatever. Like, immediately they're like, poof, they're gone. I guess they're really sensitive. Like, <laughs> Way too sensitive, it turns out. Sorry, I got caught up. What I love about this show is that I sometimes get caught back up in the movies. Oh, right on. Yeah, well, it has been a while since uh, you've watched this, hasn't it? You know, not that long because I just showed it to Lindsay in the last year. And I think I made my buddy James. Oh, you met James. Yeah. Anyway. I think I made James watch it within the last year or two as well. Oh, right I on. think we watched maybe one and two. I know Lindsay and I definitely watched one and two. I think James may have just watched the first one with me. Okay. But. Because, yeah, like I said, I only I, I watched this for the first time a couple of days ago just to prep for the episode. Cause, and, and besides, I've been putting it off for way too long because, like, this really is, you know, undoubtedly Wesley Snipes' signature role. Yeah, definitely. I know he. it's definitely the one he's most proud of. I'm sure it was a big deal, man. Like, he really... Yeah, uh, he really blew up with this. You know, well, I mean, he was already pretty famous, but like he blew up the whole the Marvel game was just awesome at this point, you know, because we didn't have anything. Marvel wasn't a thing, you know, I mean, it was really superheroes weren't much of a thing. Yeah, this was like a movie that I remember my mom watching at the time. You know, she like watched some of the X-Men cartoon and stuff with me because I didn't have friends. <laughs> But it, like she didn't love it the way I loved it. But I remember this is one of those things where, like I said, because my parents were um, because my parents were like action movie and Wesley Snipes fan. I was always curious why they did not want to see this movie with me. I was like, what did Wesley Snipes make right before Blade that made my parents go? No. You know what I mean? I know Money Train was right behind before it. that movie ruled, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah totally. I'm trying to think. Of, well, I think the other thing. Uh, that he was probably most famous for before this was Demolition Man. <laughs> Another underrated banger. Yeah, dude, that was that was an amazing performance. Just Simon Phoenix is awesome, dude. Yeah, Simon Fuck Phoenix yeah. rules. Fuck I yeah, love it's so fun. Uh, I really hope if they ever do like a remake, they give him a cameo in that movie too. Like, just yeah, right. Give him all the cameos. Like this. This guy is uh, just deserves to have like all the cool, fun roles again. Yeah, he's that guy. Toads. Did you hear he's actually in uh, the uh, um, the sequel to Coming to America? Who's that? Uh, Wesley. Snipes? Yeah. Oh There's no, a... I didn't know that. I'm very curious. I hope that ends up being good. I doubt it, but <laughs> right. Um, it's like most of those, you know, the thing is, it's like every so often, though, you get an, uh, a uh, Bill and Ted out of it. And That's I will true. say I did really like um, uh, Bill and Ted. What was the other one that was uh, late? Well, the most recent movie that what's his name did uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, uh, holy shit. Uh, Dolomite. Did you oh, watch that? OK. I haven't seen that. OK. Oh, it's super fun. It was a ton of fun. Like, I mean, it's not like groundbreaking or anything like that, mm -hmm. but it's a movie that I was had zero desire to watch. We kind of put on on accident. You know, one of those <laughs> like, well, fuck it. It's new. Let's see if it sucks. And then it turned out to be legitimately 
pretty wonderful. I mean, we had a great time. And by the way, Wesley Snipes is in Dolomite and is excellent. And it one of one of the highlights of the movie for me. Right on. I'll put it on the list. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. It was good. Eddie Murphy's on like he's funny. The cast is overall great. It's like a fu- like I said, it's a um it's a it's a light little movie, but I think you'll enjoy it. Sweet. Oh, this scene's great and this yeah. the shot of the bullets here is so it's again the CG itself is a little dated. Yes, yes. But, but you know, but, yeah, it, well, it's, it's still cool, again the style is cool, so it almost doesn't matter. It's also Matrix before Matrix. That's fucking bullet time, dodging bullets before the fucking Matrix. This movie did everything first. This is awesome. Because yeah. because you know, I, I still remember like you know people like looked at Blade Two and especially Blade Three, and they're like, oh, they're just like capitalizing on the Matrix. The Matrix right. just came out, and, you know, like, a whole bunch of all these other really kind of crappy movies. Yeah. That, well, dude, look at the first one. It's doing Matrix before Matrix was a thing. For sure. Um, so I, 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 I'm I, like, lay off, because these movies are fucking great. I also love how uh, calm that, that uh, kid is. Oh, and that's the other thing. Um, he's like, how is he surviving out in the day? Just a shitload of uh, uh, um, sunscreen. Sunscreen. I'm like, yeah, it's again because it's cool and it's a movie. Like whatever. This was his first day on set, by the way. Yes, yes, and this is the point where everyone was like, where things got really tense at first. Um, but thankfully, you know, things kind of like uh, kind of evened out as the shoot went on. It was just kind of a rocky start for him. Oh, for sure. It worked out good. I can imagine Wesley Snipes. Here's the thing. I don't think people know how talented he is. Mm-hmm. And because he was, he did a lot of action-y things, he kind of got known as that guy. Well, yeah, he's you a martial a artist. But then you forget about roles that he took, like Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, which is like, you know, a pretty interesting thing, especially in the 90s. Like, I imagine... Look, I mean, there's, you know, I'm not trying to get into some like big sociological or, or society wide, you know, what I'm going to conversation. Yeah, yeah. I imagine in the 90s, Wesley Snipes caught a lot of flack for being a straight white or straight black dude playing a gay guy, a gay crossdresser in a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, that's like really cool and ahead of the time. And he did a lot of other he's like constantly taking little roles like oh. that. I'm thinking now again to like Dolomite right even, where I was like, it's there's the bullet time. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. I'm just like, oh shit! Oh, there no, you're it is. fine. Yeah. Also, for this is only the first of uh, of what's to come of a villain throwing a kid at Blade and then running away. <laughs> Isn't that a weird trope that comes back? It's effective. <laughs> it's so so dumb though. Although it's really dumb in Blade Trinity. That's one of the uh, the uh, one of the other few. Uh, bits that I saw him like catching the baby in midair, which I'm like, what? It, what happened? <laughs> and now we're trying to work on the uh, the the cure for vampirism, which I again, that's such a smart idea to have her as a, a hematologist. Oh yeah, because you know, like I said, it, it definitely gives her a reason to be in the movie, and and without forcing a love relationship, you know, yeah, it helps yeah. bleed out some. Yeah, and it, you know, it adds a little bit of brains to the team, you know, because yeah, you know, 
uh, uh, Whistler's been trying to find a, a cure for for vampirism for ages, and it's never worked for him. But you know, maybe there's a little something else that she knows that he doesn't that might might uh, have uh, some progress in that. You know? Oh, oh absolutely. Shit. Oh shit! I love how he has the shotgun in the 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 lamp above. Right, that's the best <laughs> place to keep them. And in these movies, all ninjas are silent. Uh, are all vampires are silent ninjas? Except for this group, because they're very loud. Yes. <laughs> Oh, shit. Got him in the bad leg. Get up, Whistler. Get up. <laughs> Just has a taste of blood. Boy, I kind of wish that he just straight up just just said, bite me. <laughs> I, on That's, the other hand, am very glad he did not. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Blade returns to find an old friend in peril. Right. You know, this is the one scene that I thought was uh, kind of weird for me because... I honestly thought uh, uh, Whistler perished in this one. So, you know, uh, for all of those of you who've seen the sequel, when he comes back, he's like, oh, he's not that. Because when I uh, heard that, you know, he's hunting for Whistler and trying to find uh, his whereabouts, I'm like, wait, didn't he die, though? <laughs> and I get, and right. I, I thought it was a little bit more conclusive than that, but apparently they left it just open enough for him, like, oh, no, he didn't. He totally didn't pull the trigger. He's fine. Oh, so much blood. Boy, I really hope they, uh, <laughs> the MCU really goes all out with the blood on these. Yeah, it looks really nice, too. Yeah. His face actually kind of reminds me of, uh, um, uh, what's his face? The, uh, the guy who t gets taken over by Agent Smith in the real world. And then gets his face all fucked up by Neo. I don't remember. Yeah, I think that one was in Revolutions. That's probably why you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I barely remember the sequels at all. I love the sequels. I actually did uh, um, the entire Matrix trilogy. If y'all want to check that out, go. You know, just check out season one. It, that was uh, one of my favorite episodes from season one. Um, especially Reloaded. I really love Reloaded. Don't worry. You're going to make it. I'm only a day away from my retirement. Right. <laughs> okay, that was another thing that bugged me about this movie. What's that? The chosen one trope thing again. Like I'm, oh, like, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess I can they can get away with it because it was, you know, a thing of the time and it wasn't like 
every fucking thing like now nowadays like the chosen one because i feel like you know the whole chosen one trope really blew up like at post 2005 crazy yeah so Sorry, i got lost i got lost in the performance again <laughs> well they're legit good that's one of the yeah. weird things like you know because remember we were in a time like like i said last year we got fucking uh you know spawn and we also had all right everyone chill chill like that that was comic book acting just a year before this and then they jumped to this and it's actually like oh fuck they're actually taking it seriously thank you thank you wesley snipes oh for sure but yeah i totally thought that uh oh i actually love the fact that they were smart enough to include his ring in that close-up oh yeah absolutely there's yeah. Like a very nice little character building moment Yeah, man, like, I actually totally thought, you know, because you hear the gunshot in the background. Yeah, right there. Um, I off, I actually thought that, you know, he actually, you know, shot himself in the head to spare him any more pain or any chance of transformation. But uh, <laughs> apparently he was what, just way too popular, so they had to bring him back for the sequel. And they're like, eh, it's yeah, we didn't actually see anything. He didn't actually do it. <laughs> but I was glad that he did make a comeback for the sequel because he's delightful in there. Oh, absolutely. I think that's what happened. I think there's so many reshoots on this that audiences probably were like, oh, you killed our favorite character. Sad. Yeah. Besides Blade. Yeah. By the way, like Blade is, I love how he's just, um, as uh, Code Geass likes to say, he is zen as fuck right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have one purpose and one purpose only to be zen as fuck. And from that day on, <laughs> I am One Punch! One Punch right. Stan! Oh, dude, One Punch Stan. Internet classic. But yeah, now he's here. He is out for revenge. You killed my father-like figure. I'm coming for you. I forget what the plant is supposed to be for. Do you remember what that was supposed to be? Uh, yeah, that's his serum. I think that's at least what we're supposed to take. Oh, from okay. It. I think it's right. something that they use in the serum. Okay, that's right. Because then she also was doing something somewhat serum related with that EDTA stuff. That yeah. Would, you know. Yeah. I also love how uh, in his apartment there is specifically water just so water reflections can dance on the walls. To, you know, to, to spice up the frame. You know, I wonder if uh, Denny uh, uh, Villeneuve... Villeneuve, Villeneuve I, I, I can never, yes i can never remember how to pronounce his last name i apologize he's yeah but he's such a good director but i think uh maybe i'd like to think that he saw that design and he's like i'm gonna take that and i'm gonna make it better and <laughs> put it in blade runner 2049 <laughs> 
Oh man, that I'm I so am good. excited for Dune. Yeah, dude. We, we um we we because the trailer is just oh, so cool. You want to know how I got this scar? (laughs) (laughs) There's a ton of cigarette smoking in this movie, and I love that. Yeah, there is. It's a silly thing, but it's awesome. I mean, that was kind of... You know, that's actually one thing that I really wish that they did with uh, Whistler's quote-unquote death. Is I kind of yeah. wish that Blade put just like a, a you know it's it's really cliched but I don't care but it would have been really cool if they he just like put a, he put a cigarette in his mouth before he handed him the gun, right? Like That's that would have awesome. actually been kind of cool. Yeah, well, in the sequels, hopefully. Yeah. Although, you know, for all the uh, the blood, the violence, and the cursing and whatnot for an R-rated movie, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't uh, they uh, didn't quite go for the uh, uh, for any titties in the movie. Yeah, but I feel like that's probably an intentional choice, ultimately, too. Probably, I don't know. That's a yeah. good question. You know, you, I mean, you could have just, like, snuck some in in, like, one of the party scenes or whatnot. Nothing too crazy, just, like, a quick quick little flash or whatever i feel like the director doesn't give me that that i one of the things i like about this movie is there's not really any sex in it yeah yeah like there's it's almost is and the one time there is sexuality in here it's it's a scary situation at the beginning yeah you know what i mean and not to say that there aren't like sexy elements to it but at the same time it never feels like that's the point that's the only reason i feel like they didn't do that maybe Probably. But also, I'm sure Marvel wouldn't have been on board for nudity. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're still going a little bit crazy with the R rating. Let's not go too crazy. Right. Like, we got to have, yeah, like, like a little bit of, of a conscience. But, oh, Yeah, fuck we're making yeah. Dracula, not Caligula. Fuck yeah, dude. Again, another... This <laughs> Wesley Snipes did it first. Oh, I love this shot right here with the water. So good. Pull all the levers. Oh, yeah. Here we go. First legit Marvel superhero hallway fight scene. Because that became like a big trope, especially when the MCU came around. Yeah, really interesting. They were doing that, but I also again love not the fact things that... I thought about. Yeah. Oh, dude, so cool. I love. Yeah. The... Okay, with this part here where he's like, "Yeah, well, this really isn't a cure, but you can still pop some heads with this." Yeah, <laughs> the EDTA is so great. Oh, it's, it's something so... I wish they had used way more of in the sequels. Right. Oh my god! This and they do it. They do it too. They just don't really talk about it as much. Yeah, the CGI is so crazy bad. I love it. Fuck yeah! Also, can we like appreciate the fact that they're doing kind of long, steady, wide-angle takes? Because I know Wesley Snipes has always been like a really big fan of Hong Kong action movies, and he really want. And I think when he cast was cast for this, he really wanted to bring 
those elements to this movie and it totally shows you know right because there's not really a whole lot of shaky cam going on because you know wesley can actually fight (laughs) oh snap why hello there it wait mom right love it the reveal the reveal of the century pretty fucking solid actually although as soon as she showed up i'm like oh it was deacon who bit her originally like that's that's pretty fun well i mean it's i i kind of put that together like long before you know he's like you always wanted to meet the, the the vampire who turned your mom well here i am like dude i already fucking knew like of course you are who else would it be (laughs) true but i also love very true uh, that she's hasn't really aged at all because apparently the actress is like almost 10 years younger than wesley snipes at the the time so like yeah but it but it makes sense you know because she was bitten like the 60s and because they age much slower it's it's like oh uh, that that totally makes sense Oh, for sure. We don't have to. Yeah, it's, it's funny to see her in this sort of small role, too. Her name is Sanaa Lathan. She ended up doing a lot, quite a bit of work after this. Oh, did she? Where have I yeah, seen her like, before? Yeah, she, she had a good run for a while. I don't think she's been in too much lately, but I it was one of those things where, like, when she got a little more famous, I was like, damn, that lady looks familiar as hell. And then it turned out it was because she's Blade's mom. It. Oh, wait a minute. She was the lead in AVP. Now I recognize her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that I forgot those existed. Well, we don't talk about Requiem, but the first AVP, when you know what it is, it's actually not bad. You know, like especially the second half of uh, AVP. That's I, actually uh, legit. Yeah, good. I saw. I remember seeing it. I that's all I remember though. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a rewatch one day. Yeah. Again, when you like. Uh, yeah it's it's you know what it is like and it's it just kind of plays with the lore and it just has fun but the the second half is like legit good um the first half not so much but whatever and just don't don't ever watch requiem like that's that's just a let, let's just 90 minutes you're never gonna get back <laughs> i can only imagine i remember hearing it was really bad i actually sat down and watched it because i was like oh i can actually kind of like the next one and oh it's actually going to take place on earth this is going to be cool and i watched it and i'm like this is the worst hot this is probably the worst movie i've seen all year so and by far the worst cinematography i've ever seen in a movie wow that's awful yeah not like this at least this movie knows how to present some cool visuals look at this set i actually just realized wow what a big set this was yeah because uh i i can imagine like you know uh, man boy i really don't know uh where they got the sound stage for this shit uh, <laughs> back hey back again and he stole his blades shades you're just asking for it now yeah for real you're like this is how this is gonna go keep taking body parts so this is this is another thing that was like wait a minute so this the the ancient vampire council 
set up this uh, ancient temple to resurrect the blood god. De never decided to use it. And yet, despite the fact that it's ancient, it has to be built so precisely so that the uh, exact fluid, uh, um, uh, like, plasma thickness of blood has to fall in an exactly the right way for... Because, you know, when they have them all lined up, the blood drips on their foreheads exactly in the right spots. Like, that kind of engineering kind of baffles me that everything oh, sure. was be so exact and so big. And they're like, okay, we're, let's never use this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Very weird. Yeah, you're like, what's the point? But you know what? Who cares? It makes for a, a pretty fun finale. And speaking of the finale, have you seen the uh, the alternate ending for the movie? Oh yeah, with the with the blood god. Oh my god, not great. I really really good call on doing those reshoots because just because e even like the rough visual effects and the fact that you've seen wh what we've got, oh, would have been so bad. Oh, I do love. Oh this yeah, one, where he's teasing him, like. Dude, not again. I just grew it back. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> I feel like it was channeling his inner Seymour Hoffman from uh, uh, from Twister. The extreme! Yeah. It's the extreme! <laughs> yeah, Dusty, dude. Classic Dusty. Classic. Um, pretty sure that's also what Jack Black has uh, based his entire career off of. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Too good. For sure. Oh, yeah, this really? whole sequence is pretty fun here. I just love this like quick turnaround. I love everybody. I don't know. I, there's a lot, so much cool stuff going on. I love all like the gothic. Yeah. Thing, you know, the, just the whole gothic aesthetic. Yep. <laughs> you know, for an evil supervillain, what he really should have done is just break it and have the, the liquid spill out onto the floor or down a drain or something. But oh, no, yeah. he just tosses it aside so the hero can use it later. Uh, as, well, uh, yeah, you have to because of the... Uh... The big climax at the end. Right. But, you know, as uh, Tony Stark has uh, told Loki, not a great plan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. So, yeah, this next part here is great. By the way, I pretty What's much up? want to dress like that lady in the white outfit. Oh, right. Uh, uh, that's my aesthetic in 2021. <laughs> You know, apparently she wasn't even an actress. She was just a model that the director looked at and like, you've got the right kind of sex appeal. I'm putting you in the movie somehow, some way. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's just really it's just because of the, the way she was able to rock the, the, the white outfit is the way she got the part. That's too funny. I had no idea. Yep. Into the pain hole. Wee! Oh, it's that's it's the uh, speaking of vampires and super happy fun slides. The uh, that Simpsons uh, special right. that did Dracula. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> super happy fun slide. 
I probably shouldn't. But when am I going to be here Definitely. again? <laughs> All the bones. Look at the bones! He can leap about. Uh, he's got huge, sharp... Look at the bones! Oh, yeah, and it's... Just when you thought that character was kind of wasted at the beginning, they kind of bring him back. Oh, totally. Which actually is yeah, kind of effective. Yeah, it's sort of an, a little clever bit where I didn't expect it. Yeah, me too. Especially that now that he's kind of lost his mind and shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and the, the makeup design on him is great. And I love I know, that he's right? like prepared to... It's funny because like he's definitely lost his mind. And some of the other vampires are like, well, we'll just sort of like... You know, we'll treat you like a familiar. You'd think he would want, like, the nature of a vampire. Usually you'd think he would want to oh, uh, kind of keep her a little bit. I, now, I forget there's actually a story of uh, one of the actors. I think it was actually uh, uh, Donald Logue. Uh, when he was all in the morgue and he was all burnt up earlier in the movie, uh, when he jumped off the table uh, during that scene, he actually fell wrong and dislocated his jaw. That's crazy. It, well, he, it actually was from a previous injury from a motorcycle accident. He just yeah. happened to repop it off, but he still had to go to the hospital. But the funny thing was, he still had all of his burn makeup on, so they thought they were treating him for third degree burns. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> that's great. Oh, this this part was so uncomfortable to watch. Like. It's yeah, what your the mom, game, what in the dude? Game of Thrones is going on here? It's your mom, dude. <laughs> right. This is not a Ted and Missy situation. Yeah. Sorry, I got just a bit of an Oedipus complex. Yeah. And now, <laughs> and now, and now we have uh, our Blade Runner action figure in mint condition on display. Because <laughs> I feel like he's like one of those uh, really good Hot Toys figurines, like in the case, straight out of the case. That's now. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, well, that's immediately what my mind thought went go, went to. I'm I'm such I'm such a lonely nerd. Dude, I'm just I just keep I just keep sitting here going like, damn, Wesley Snipes was in was is it was in incredible shape in he this was movie. Cut, dude. Just such a beef he's a big old beefer oh yeah big beefy boy oh yeah yeah beefy fritos burrito yeah but mom stay away because this shit is so wrong because i, <laughs> I remember watching them like oh dude are they doing sexual tension like ew <laughs> oh, or actually the better is like ew <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh don't kiss please don't kiss don't do it yeah i wanted them to though i was like do it that's so weird <laughs> and then killer it's gonna be even weirder actually i uh, i do love what he uh just kind of looks straight back into her he's like just basically fuck you get out of my face my mama died in 67 i love the <laughs> she uh, she uses her heel specifically to, to close the, the, the entrapment. And now the ritual can begin. I just want to know what their monthly payment is on this place. I don't know. Dude. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, did they, like, they all rent space? Like, they mentioned overseas operations and money laundering and shit. But 
is that where it's all going to? To the blood chamber that you're never going to use? <laughs> Such a weird waste. But I do love the uh, the the extreme close-ups of the uh, uh, the Jesus hands, if you will. I do, yeah. The the, the JCP is Soundgarden. Soundgarden called it Jesus Christ pose. Yes. I always thought this scene was so there. That's like a really horrific scene with his hands and the cops being sliced up. Yeah. (laughs) It really, every time I watch it, it just like makes me cringe so much. I'm like, ugh. Uh. Like, I I really hope uh, anyone watching isn't like a hemophobe or anything. I hit, well, dude, you know, it's not okay. Remember, we already talked about how. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it is Halloween. It is the month of Halloween. So, yeah. What, are you uh, are you doing any horror movies on, like, as other episodes this month? Uh, yeah, we ju- uh, I did. I started out with not a horror movie, but simply a horror, as I called it, with cats. Uh, and then we did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane was the last episode. And the next episode will be. A crazy Nicolas Cage movie. That's really all I'm going to say for now. Oh, fun. Yeah. It's, and, and I've got a very special uh, movie that you may have not heard of uh, for Halloween, the Halloween itself special. Um, I'm really excited to talk about that one. But anyway, cool. back to Blade. Meanwhile, back in the movie world of Blade... Right. <laughs> La Magra. I love those coffins. Right. Yeah, there's just so much cool stuff. Oh, I forget who I, I need to look up who the uh, production designer was because whoever it was really, really was kind of ahead of the game because, you know, a lot of because even like uh, the temple area here, it almost feels a little Laura Croft. If I might say so, for sure. Yeah, it's got yeah. a little lightweight, you know, maybe Indiana Jones vibe. I, I, honestly, I think it's more. It's too clean to be Indiana Jones because I could see that too. Yeah, we we did the Indiana Jones movies already, and we're like, eh, it's, you know, they're 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 really it's really cool how dirty they get, but uh, you know, movie like Tomb Raider is a lot cleaner because you know, obviously, early two thousands, but. Uh, you know, I, I still fucking love me Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. That's that's probably my go to guilty pleasure movie. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I uh, I remember seeing that in theaters when it came out, but I don't remember anything about it. Give it a rewatch. Except I, that exists. Give it a What's rewatch. That? Give it a rewatch, dude, because it's so much fun. <laughs> it's oh, that's awesome. Fucking ridiculous. I mean, actually, it is kind of in the spirit of this movie. You know, it's got like a lot of two thousand, like early two thousands kind of trope action movie tropes, like you know the techno score, lots of guns blazing, and dudes in and dressed in black shooting at the protagonist, and uh, like crazy editing and a really charismatic lead, and uh, uh, just dumb, stupid a- action and horrible CGI. And you just have, like, the time of your life while you're watching it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, dude. So, you know, that might have to be another contract. Along those lines, you should check out the Lovecraft Country show on HBO. That's probably over by the time people have already seen this. So hopefully it ends good. But uh, you should should check that show out. It's got a little bit of everything you like all in one show. It's great. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm in.
You've got my money. <laughs> Take my blood tonight. Tonight. I want to sing. Yeah, that's that's all so weird. Oh shit! The ritual can now begin. <laughs> Look at the CGI blood drops. Yeah. So I also sick. hate that there's like weird vampire skeletons with wings inside of them, but also love that. Oh, when they burst out of their mouths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so shitty looking. I actually uh, sh uh, showed Katie earlier before we started the show. I'm like, Katie, you got to watch this fucking movie with me sometime because it's so fucking amazing. You want to see how bad the CGI is? Like, I immediately fast forward to this thing. Like, look at this shit. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> but yeah, look at this. Like, they had to design this where the exact viscosity of blood would fall exactly in the center to fall in an exact right spot. That's fucking bullshit. But I love yeah, it. <laughs> that, right. It's like one of those things you're like, it's a movie. It's just to be cool. Exactly. Oh, my. I love how they're really playing up the, the sexiness of vampires, you know, because, you know, like when Bram Stoker originally wrote Dracula and created the whole vampire genre, you know, the transferring of fluids was considered a very sensual kind of act. Oh, it's so cool. But yeah, that was kind of weirdly the only quote-unquote not real sex scene in the movie. You know? Because it builds and builds and builds, and then there's like a big climax of it, and then the tension's released with that kind of an image. That's his cum shot. <laughs> oh, shit, Mom. You walked in on the worst time possible. <laughs> right. Actually, dun, I love dun, this. Dun. Right here. Baby, Papa got a go to kiss from a rose in you. That one shot where he rubs his forehead. I always kind of laugh because he looks like he's from a 90s music video, and it's great. Yeah, I kind of love Steven Dorff's performance in this. Because, again, the villain isn't really great, but Steven Dorff brings just the right amount of ham to it. Where right. I, I can actually kind of have fun with it. Boy, I love how easy these vampires are to sneak up on now. Lightning! Lightning rave anywhere! D yeah, I wish there were more lightning powers in this. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mom, get out of my room in my face. Right. <laughs> Boom! Oh, so cool. And I love you gotta love the fact that he disintegrates long before anyone notices. Kiss oh, me. And the way this goes down is so lovely. Yeah. Wait for it. Wait for it. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Look at those effects, man. Yeah, where it like suddenly turns into like a Ray Harryhausen movie. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Kind of is, isn't it? Although I will say this, as bad and dated as the CGI is in this sequence, it's st still not nearly as bad as Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, that's like one of the worst ever. Like, you want to see bad CGI? Look at that shit. Oh, yes. Keep going in and out of me. I want all the bat souls. Actually, I thought this whole thing was really cool where his eyes he gets go red gambit like eyes. Yeah. Or Morbius <laughs> eyes, if you will. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. I love how the vampires disintegrate very, very fast, except when it needs to be dramatic. <laughs> like, we need to have a point. Bye, Mom. And now, I'm going to fuck you up. Parkour. Get that parkour. Oh, this shit's so cool. Here it is. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, such a yeah. great shot of him. And he's gone. Oh, fuck yeah. When he catches the glass, anytime Blade catches the glasses, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, here we go. All right. Wait, now, right. <laughs> there is the jumping one. Jumping henchman. There is one minor flaw to this that I'm like, I can actually kind of laugh at. But these vampires seem to be uh, masters of the ancient art of one at a time fighting. Right. Like this guy. Look oh, at that yeah. right there. Right there in the background. He's just kind of waiting for his turn. <laughs> like, like, for the rest of the scene, it's actually not bad. Like, you know, they just keep one guy in frame. But when you clearly have the other guys just kind of waiting their turn in the background, it looks so silly. <laughs> but I still don't care because my man Wesley Snipes still kicks fucking ass right. right here. Like, he is just dropping motherfuckers left and right. Oh, for sure. It's always great to see him do real martial arts. That's what I always like because he's been yeah. for so long. Kick you. Kick. Yeah. And his him screaming is great. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, this shit's so pumped. And, you know, just, I, I don't care. I don't give a shit if it's cliched, but the whole techno soundtrack during martial art, gunplay, action music fucking love it dude like it just gets my blood pumping like i'll i'll even play i i really need to get the blade soundtracks now it's kind of <laughs> uh, I, I know my you know my, my wife's gonna look at me like oh my god tim for real again shut up <laughs> oh no i'm allergic to garlic oh wait no that's not the garlic that's the head explody uh serum kick 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 not no contact no contact so dumb and great i love it
you know, I also think like, you know, New Line looked at Mortal Kombat that they produced earlier and I'm like, I think we can do this better. <laughs> and they decided yeah, to do right. and they're like I think they finally learned from their mistakes to do some really cool martial arts stuff. But god damn was that fucking fun. And now it leads up to this. Mono e mono. <laughs> Man against Mano. <laughs> I feel like somebody said that in a movie or something like that. <laughs> but probably funnier when they said yep, it. Yep, yep. Also, apparently this sword fight did not exist in the original cut. They just went yeah. straight to the, the blood him becoming the blood god. Um, and I'm actually really glad they decided to reshoot this because A, it yeah. makes for a better climax, and B, this sword fight is legit cool. You know? Although, okay... If you wanted a taste for the blood god, there it is. Look at that. Look at that horse shit. And then this reaction shot. <laughs> okay, so I don't think like Wes I don't think even Wesley Snipes was like like what the fuck? I think he was that was his reaction to the special effects in the movie. <laughs> there he is like he knew. What you know? the fuck? This is such horseshit. And for the record, folks, I will put in a link in the description for uh, for you guys to watch the Blade alternate ending because it's amazingly bad. Holy shit. Like, you thought the blood CGI back right there was awful? Imagine, like, a full sustained, like, five minutes of that. Oh, yeah, I would watch that. Yeah. Oh, dude, totally. I just want to watch Wesley Snipes do martial arts all the time. Fuck yeah, dude. That's the future we need. Totally. Wesley Snipes doing martial arts. Whoop. Doo -doo. Whoop, whoop. And then, boom, opens up and falls right down. Like I said, dude, don't leave your he your hero weapon shits. Like, actually get rid of that. Oh, I love that catch. Yeah. And then, boom. I love right He's there. like, oh, you want your cure. That's not my serum. That's a cure. I actually think this is a great way to handle the blood god. Yeah. Although. And I love the, I love the style edit. of his edits and stuff. Yeah. And then, here we go. Ah! <laughs> he said the thing. That was so dumb. That was so dumb. I love the fact that Wesley Snipe just said that, and Goyer and Norrington were just like, that is the dumbest and most insane line I've ever heard. Let's put it in the movie. It's, <laughs> oh I, always, I always thought it was, it was so great. It was like... You know, these are the tail end of the the action movies from that era. Yeah. And uh, I just always, I go back to that and I'm like, oh man, I, I miss those days with the <laughs> shitty lines. And shitty one-liners. Yeah, we're like, some motherfuckers are always trying to do this. You know, like, oh shit. <laughs> I also love how he turns into the, uh, the, the raspberry from the underwear commercials right before he blows up. <laughs> And even though he completely blows up, the blood god himself blows up in Wesley Snipes' face, not a drop on him. He is a clean That's the only way to do it. Yeah. 
And so another thing that was supposed to happen in the alternate ending, when the sun rises, they see a mysterious hooded figure uh, on the other building and whatnot, and he's like, it's time to go for, an, it's time for round two, pulls out his blade, and then credits. Apparently the guy across from there was actually supposed to be a tease for Morbius. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and guess who played Morbius in the stand-in role? Because, again, it's just Ooh. some dude in a costume. It was actually the director, Stephen Norrington. Oh, that's actually kind of awesome. I know. He's you know only... you know about the other alternate ending, right? Uh, which one? That they wanted this originally to be like a vampire apocalypse that like the vampires. Yeah, won. like the, the vampires would win and then he would fight him in the sequel. Um, yeah, man, what a fucking balls move that would have been. Just like have your villains straight up win. Oh, and then, for sure. Yeah, but they were like, eh, we don't know because this is a really risky movie and we don't know if there's going to be a sequel or if it's going to be successful. But thank God it was because Blade 2, holy shit. That's, no, that's, that's an awesome sequel. Um, yeah. I also do love how they start bringing it to a bit of an international sort of thing because in the second one they go all over. They go to you know all over Europe and whatnot. Uh, but here we get like a little tease in Russia. Um, but you know, the, despite the fact that this was Reese shot, I still wish that they kind of tried to push to have this guy be another Morbius tease, you know, instead of just, you know, another vampire, random vampire. I think they thought they weren't going to get another movie. You Probably. Know what I, mean? I guess. I still, I, I, if I were them, I still would have been like, no, let's really push for this. Let's see if we can do it. Boom. Yeah. I, I love the end of that. Fuck yeah, that little epilogue, fucking great. Especially the the visual with the snow, so good. And we got our, of course, we got to break dance our way out of the theater with the cool techno soundtrack. Right. I, I don't. Oh, you know, the I, 90s. I, oh, I fucking miss the '90s so much. It was such a simpler time back then, you know, when we didn't have to wear masks all the time and worry about so much. Oh, yeah, so much, dude. I'm sorry, I got lost there. For I got a little bit of a Vietnam 2020 flashback kind of thing going. Um, But, yeah, I'm just thinking, uh, was there another action, major action movie that had, like, a big techno soundtrack? Um, Not just for, like, its action sequences and throughout, but also for the credits? Because I can't think of any... the, that sound was starting to creep into movies through, like, kind of, like, smaller movies. Right. So I feel like at the time it was, like, because, you know, I feel like you had one of two options back in the 90s. You either had a big score, right, which in the 90s you weren't able to easily fake that. Yes. So you either hired an orchestra and did a score, which probably cost a shit ton of money, mm-hmm. or in these movies they probably were able to license cheap, you know, kind of nobodies, right? I say nobodies, but, like... You know, there's a huge difference between them paying. I'm willing to bet they paid more for Creedence Clearwater Revival than they did for literally the rest of the <laughs> yeah, soundtrack in this exactly. movie. For real. Especially at the time. So you got to think it's like this, uh, you know, when they're in the production of this, it's probably, we said this was 97 or 98. 98, yeah. Okay, so it comes out in the summer of 98. So it's probably in production from 96. Yeah. So at this point... Like the prodigy have just sort of blown up at that point in the yep. US. Which by the way, they wanted the prodigy to do the soundtrack, but they couldn't do it at the time for oh, some reason. Really? Yeah, and th- I think there was some sort of scheduling error. But I-, I see this and I'm like, 
I don't know. I, I you know I can't. I could see it slowly creeping in because it was like an affordable m- music type, and it was yeah. becoming cool with the the people that were going to that demographic, right? Like the yeah. twelve to twelve to sixteen, twelve right. to eighteen. They were all about this, so. right? Uh, but but like but you know to answer your question, so I really can't think of a movie that probably had a full soundtrack like that. Maybe. Yeah, this and these are movies I haven't seen, so I'm like, I would assume something like Hackers probably would from the like ninety five. Oh yeah. Uh, What's the other one? Strange Days with uh, yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ray Fine and That's Andrew right. Bassett. I could imagine those having that. But then again, being a Catherine Bigelow movie, I could also see it having. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I, I know. could see it having like a score instead. Yeah, because I honestly I think this might be one of the first real mainstream movies to do this kind of a soundtrack too. Right, man. There's it's so funny many, how many. I didn't even think about that in the comments about ripping off the Matrix I, or yeah, the Matrix dude. ripping them off. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they kind. Of, well, I don't think they really uh, ripped off the Matrix. Uh, or no, the Matrix I, I meant the other them. way around. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, I feel like the Matrix definitely. Somebody saw some of this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. You know, I feel like it was like an after the fact thing. Like sure. uh, they were, they already were going for the high speed, you know, slow mo action. Like anime. Yeah, they were already going for that. But when terms of doing like the actual music, because they already had some score going with Don Davis, I imagine somebody saw this while like, uh, you know, production was wrapping up. Because you know, like Matrix was like, er, like started making it in like, you know, ninety six, ninety seven. Um, because that was a long movie and a hard movie to, to make because so many groundbreaking uh, stuff was going on for it. Um, but I can imagine, like, you know, while they're making it, somebody saw this and, like, oh, my God, they're doing a lot of stuff that we're doing. We're just, granted, we're doing it better, but we should totally steal some stuff off of this. <laughs> and mostly, like, the, the musical sound to it. Like, uh, you oh, know, yeah. uh, uh, what was it? Uh, um uh, the lobby shooting spree, uh, uh, spy break by propeller heads. That great bit from the lobby shooting spree. It's you can clearly see there. They they probably so. It's it's so funny. Like you know, we we go. Everyone likes likes to complain. Oh, the Matrix came out, and all these other movies decided to capitalize on that popularity and do all these stupid, shitty, shittily made action sequences, and they're just ripping off the Matrix. Well. I'm going to point out that the Matrix kind of ripped off this movie a little bit. <laughs> so, it's it's crazy. I mean, like but you know that it just tends to be the uh the creative process if you will. Like nothing's really that original. Every artist just kind of steal certain aspects of things, mix and match it and make it their own, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's an interesting way to blend your influences. I think that's you know, part of the reason I think things like The Matrix work so well is that it is a nice is like something where you can recognize the influences, but they still created something pretty original out of that. Yeah. We're yeah. like, yeah, I can see some of your references, but ultimately this is your baby. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, they totally cast Carrie Ann Moss because she looked kind of like the major from the Ghost in the Shell movie. Like blatantly i i they, i know for a fact that they were like oh yeah she's totally the major because <laughs> even when they when uh the the wachowskis pitched uh pitched it to joel silver to produce they're like yeah we want to show you this movie called ghost in the shell 
We want to do that, but for real. But for real. <laughs> exactly. I am for real. <laughs> but yeah, so like, wow, that was Blade. Uh, how, how's it been? How's it aged for you after all these years? Because like you said, you oh, saw it when dude, it came I, out. I mean, uh, literally the only thing I feel like that didn't age were some of the CG and it doesn't bother yeah. me. It doesn't, I, I mean, yeah. I still love it. I think I think Wesley Snipes puts in such a great, like convincing performance. It's not like, you know, it's not like a super deep character, but he adds a lot of humanity to what's going on. It oh, makes it work. Yeah. There's a reason why people like Blade, you know? Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I think the action's still a lot of fun. If you enjoy the corny 90s era, like, action, and I say corny, I, I think that's a little too harsh for this movie, to be honest with you, because I don't find it too corny. But, you know, there's the occasional moments of the... Ice skating uphill and that kind of shit. We're like, okay, <laughs> and that's the rubber duckies, much, but you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But it still strikes the right balance, I think. And honestly, because sure. again, I, you know, we talk about how like oh, the, the early two thousands cliches, the action cliches, were really kind of like eh, kind of cringy now. I admit that. Oh yeah, that a lot of those for me are my guilty pleasures to go to, especially. Since, you know, that was when I started getting a little bit older, like, you know, eight, ten, a little bit more mature. <laughs> so that became kind of my new currency. Like, that was me being yeah. sophisticated. Oh. Uh-oh. The animals have gotten loose in the background. Whoa! The, someone wrangled the studio animals. <laughs> we've, got, we've got our uh, guest star, Kibby. She just attacked a bowl of food. And I did not anticipate her excitement. <laughs> she means well. She's just hungry. Yes, my uh, my studio cat is uh, uh, resting beautifully on my wool blanket near near my desk, where she usually likes to hang out. She's such a good baby. She nice. is my she is my familiar. Uh -oh. oh, there you go. <laughs> did I got a little yeah. got a little Tim tattoo on her neck and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's you guys can't see. Obviously, you know, this is just a, a recording, but I am, in fact, wearing my Dracula T-shirt just for the occasion. Oh, yeah. That, oh, no, I'm, it, I'm sitting here thinking about the potentials of this now. Like, <laughs> I just kept thinking, I was like, what, like, what am I going to carve into Kibby's back, you know, for this to oh you know what in the future y you know what i'm pretty sure you can just carve uh your mark logo <laughs> yeah that would <laughs> like, be perfect you're, you're you'll match mark... my my bling now exactly so. yeah and for those of you who don't know mark has a whole facebook page he's got his own youtube channel i've got links in the description for you below i mean thank you uh so as always check out his stuff because as you i'm pretty sure you guys have noticed by now Mark's a fucking funny guy, and you should totally see more of his stuff. He was well, in a couple so of much, commercials already. That, oh, of course, dude. I mean, I've seen your commercials because we've been talking about like you know you be getting uh, more stuff as an actor. You're doing exactly what you need to do at this stage: be fat and funny. <laughs> exactly, like eating good in the neighborhood, dude. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's really good. And hopefully, and yeah, so we'll see you. Uh, we'll definitely be here next October with Blade 2, right? For sure. Oh, for sure, dude. Fuck yeah. I'm excited for I'm that. I'm only one. doing Blade episodes now. That's the new twist. No, it's only an October thing. <laughs> I assure you. Well, cause... no, I, I, after this, we're going to watch Blade series with uh, 
Sticky Fingers, I think it was, that played him. Right on. On that. Right on. But we Did were, you know about the Blade series? I think so, yes. Uh, I don't know very if it's good vaguely. or bad. I just remember it was like during that time when FX was doing The Shield. Yeah. And so the dude playing Blade had just done a, a popular guest appearance for a few episodes on yep. The Shield yep. and got the Blade gig, I feel like, because of it. I, I know it exists. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think some people loved it. We should we should Google that at some point. Just totally. Right now, before, totally. Before next year, next October. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back uh, next, next month with uh, another early Marvel movie. It's not going to be another uh, MCU movie. Not quite there yet, but I assure you we'll have some fun. And uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to coming back again, Mark. Oh, I always am. Fuck yeah, dude. So I think we can cap it off here. This has been another uh, really good episode of uh, Marvel Movie of the Month with Mark. I've been Tim. And I'm still Mark on the inside. <laughs> on the outside, he's just pain. I'm mostly Pain and gelatin. blood. <laughs> You're Pearl. No, that's too mean. <laughs> no, that's super mean. I'm like, oh, well. All right, guys. Well, it's been real doing this show. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see you next month, Mark. And uh, I'll be back again next week again with a really cool, crazy fun Nicolas Cage movie. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, see you guys next week. Been a great audience. This has been Comp Track. We'll never have to watch a movie alone again. Peace.